Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this feel-good Friday, January 12th, 2024, this sports program starts now. Football! He's beautiful, isn't it? Always. Football will make you feel all the emotions. Truly. Football will have you riding the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, make you feel the most exhilarated you ever felt in your life and the most depressed and disappointed Mm. you've ever felt in your entire life. That is what football can do for a city, for a town, for a community, for a society. And we are sitting on the eve (laughs) of super wild card weekend. Two games tomorrow, three on Sunday, one on Monday. There's a couple weather situations brewing, more specifically in Kansas City and in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Kansas City potentially, allegedly, minus 20 wind chill. (laughs) Minus 20 Wind chill for the Miami Dolphins traveling in to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are in the middle of trying to build a dynasty. Now, it hasn't been the cleanest year, but they still have a home playoff game. So, that means something, I would say, yes. The Miami Dolphins, though, you start thinking about it, you start thinking, oh, this is a track team. This is an explosive, high-powered, take-shots team. They're not scared to run the ball. No, Uh Might have to if it's negative 20 wind chill. We'll see what they are made of. We'll also chit-chat about what's going on in Buffalo this weekend. Potentially 10 inches of snow, maybe up to 20 inches of snow. That could come Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. I have no idea because up there, easy come, easy go with the snow. I had the incredible opportunity to play in a game that had two feet of snowfall during it. Whenever I was a rookie in Buffalo, it's actually kind of beautiful. It's actually kind of nice. But when that wind starts, Alan, it becomes quite a shit show football-wise. And I think we're loving everything about the prospects of that. Jim Cantori will join us. Whoa, whoa. Hall of Famer. A man who's a weatherman for the Weather Channel for the last 37 years. Four decades. This man's been eating hurricanes. Whenever they're telling you, go inside, go inside, he's put on a jacket Mm -hmm. and running directly outside Uh trying to eat a tornado. That's right. That's what Jim Cantori's been doing for Longer than I've been alive. Yeah, that's that's yeah. crazy. Longer than I have been alive, this man's been doing this. He'll join us in the third hour or second hour to let us know what we need to potentially keep an eye yeah. on. Sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, A.J. Hawk will be here mm-hmm. in the second hour. Michael Lombardi will be here. Yep. He has deep ties and roots to the New England Patriots who have made a f- monumental hire. Yep. Mm-hmm. First head coach hire of this coaching cycle coming just one day after their previous head coach, Bill Belichick, was announced to be leaving. Also, we have a general manager hired in Washington. There's a lot to break down on this great feel-good Friday. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Tone, with the betting, what do we need to be thinking about going into Super Wild Card Weekend? The weather game? Yep. Who's hot, who's not? Mm. What's it seem like the public's riding with here, so, Tone? So you teased it early on the weather games. Make sure you pay attention to those weather games. Uh, speaking of that game, the Steelers are and 10 or 1 and 11 uh, without TJ Watts. Yep. Something to look at there. Josh Allen, though, 2 and 6 ATS uh, in the playoffs, but double digit dogs have done well. The dogs as a whole have done well wildcard weekend, 20 and 10 over the last six seasons. Uh, so something to look at there. Your best wildcard weekend quarterback. Joe Flacco is 5 and 0 against the spread in, in wildcard weekend. He is wow. 11 and 4 ATS altogether in the playoffs. That's because people look at him and go, what's this thing? Whenever he says grass, mm-hmm. uh, the way yeah. he talks, uh-huh. they're like, this 
big dumb shit can't be good. The sports no. books think that Joe Flacco is going to crumble every time the playoffs come around. So they give him a favorable line. And then all of a sudden you think and you look and it's like, Joey Flacco is 11 and 4 against the spread in the <laughs> yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Joey Flacco, 4 and 0, 5 and 0 during the Super Wildcard weekend. Going for the record as well for most road playoff wins. Tied with Brady at 7 but right now. Now, on the flip side of that, CJ Stroud is an anomaly. Yeah, and home, home dogs are 8 3 and 2 against the spread over the last Ooh. 10 years. So Something's got to give. Yep. The Toxic Table is here at Ty Schmidt. Big weekend for you guys. Here you go. Absolutely huge. Congratulations, by the way, to getting to this weekend. Whenever at the beginning of the season, middle of the season, had no idea if it was going to be possible. And now here we sit. Why not the Packers? We said it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I saw the traction that it got around Green Bay, folks. You guys are playing your best ball. And at the biggest position, playing the best ball that they have played all year. Why not the Green Bay Packers, as we said on this Feel Good Friday? Absolutely. I mean, in the best case scenarios, this is kind of what I envisioned. Hey, if Aaron Jones is healthy and he's he's toting the rock a bunch and Jordan Love is developing and and now Jordan Love has surpassed I think what anyone thought he was going to do in his first season exceeded expectations we have we have we have he has um he's you know Dak led the NFL in touchdown passes this year Jordan Love was number two so that's not bad uh Aaron Jones has rushed for over 100 yards in three consecutive games he's playing his best ball he doesn't have a whole season's worth of hits on him because he's been hurt and then again you know it's just kind of the it is house money. I mean, I know like you can say that and and all that stuff happens, but like that, it wasn't you know with, with Rodgers a lot of times when you're watching the Packers in the playoffs, like it truly is Super Bowl or bust. And yeah, you obviously want to see them make a long playoff run, but you know, I mean, I any Packers fan would be lying if they told you they went into this season saying like, hey, Super Bowl or bust this year. You just everything that. I have wanted out of this season has happened, and now it is just, hey, let's go out and shock the world. Why not? No one's hotter than Jordan Love right now. Yeah, Dak's playing well, but all the pressure's on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And, and and now we're talking about, hey, if Big Mike doesn't win oh, boy. on Sunday, he's going to get shit-canned. So I'm, I'm feeling great going into Jerry World. A lot of success there in the past as well. So yeah, I'm I'm in a great mood today, and I'm very excited for this week. There's always a lot of pressure whenever you're wearing the star. I for think sure. we know yeah. that since the beginning because of how great of a promoter Jerry mm-hmm. Jones is. But the pressure is going to be on the Packers' defense. Absolutely. And Hembo sent me some stats here. Dallas's team total for this game, 29.5, highest of any team playing this week. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so Dallas is expected to score the most amount of points. Now, obviously, it's indoor, in a dome, in yep. their house, where they've been a buzzsaw. But that Packers defense has obviously been the most concerning thing for the Green Bay Packers all season, even though you got a first-year starting quarterback. Packers defense ranked 27th on first down this season. Mm. So they gave they let people get on schedule, mm-hmm. get on script more than anybody. Yep. Maybe that changes for the playoffs, even though that's the worst, obviously, among all the teams that are remaining. Well, and I said this to Chuck yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, if it, obviously, not looking ahead, but, like, if, if they were to play, like, a San Francisco where you know, like, hey, they're going to just run the ball down your throat. Like, I would have been very concerned. But you look at the Cowboys, like, they have Pollard, but, like, Dak How's Jair Alexander's ankle? From, uh, uh, he, he rolled it. He should be good to go is what they're saying. He's still, you know, he's probable, questionable. Can we get of, him on a microphone today? Please. Yeah, we probably should. Need it. Need it. But also, like, their uh, their pass rush has kind of been getting home a little bit. They sacked Justin Fields six times. On, and granted, you know, Dallas's O-line is unbelievable. But if they can get pressure, like, can't just let Dak drop back and kind of pick him apart all day, which obviously is a concern. But... I, I think the Cowboys are going to end up like they're going to throw it 40 times. They just are. They're not going to just pound. I mean, 
you know, I guess old takes exposed if they, they rush for 300 yards on Sunday. But, like, I just don't see – they haven't really done that all year. Mm. So, I'm and a little – big Mike McCarthy would like to light up the Green oh, Bay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a revenge game yeah, as well. Right. Yeah, it, not only is he potentially coaching for his job, which I think Big Mike has had to do literally since first season down there. Yeah. But also, you know, Packers said, out you go. Mm-hmm. You think he forgets that? No. Uh-uh. He might forgive. Well, he won't forget. No, never, never, ever. No. Speaking of never forgetting, yesterday we got a chance to remember and relive a lot of great times in one particular city, one particular area, one particular region known as the Revolution Region, mm-hmm. about a dynasty that was created by a man who was both the head coach and the general manager for a team that'll never be duplicated ever again in professional sport. Nope. Especially, more specifically, in the NFL. Now... Less than 24 hours later, Mm -hmm. there's a brand new head coach for the New England Patriots. Obviously, he's a one-time Super Bowl champion. Didn't get a chance to play in that game because he was injured. But an absolute dog for the New England Patriots as a player. Then he retired for a couple years. Then he came back Mm -hmm. and coach for the New England Patriots. Has been there ever since. Ladies and gentlemen, Gerald Mayo is now a head coach. Yeah, former player. Obviously, I'm pumped up about that. Every former player is pumped up about that. We've heard numerous free agents now allegedly go on the record and say, since Mayo's coming back, they want to come back to New England. This is a legitimacy, just complete baton passover. Seems Mm -hmm. like is how everybody's viewing this. Con man, I know yesterday was a rough one. It was. It was. I know yesterday was emotional. Mm -hmm. Sure. I know you watched a lot of those sad song tribute videos Mm -hmm. that were making their way around the internet. Hell, I even got choked up watching them. And I'm from Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. and played for the Colts. So I couldn't even fathom what you were going through. But now that we got the next one, the promised prince, if you will. That's right. Yeah. Gerard Mayo is now mm-hmm. your head coach. How do you feel as a Patriot? Fantastic. And you mentioned the sad videos. I watched them right before the show. I, I, you know, I'm not right just, before the show. I, I'm mm-hmm. not just going to leave Smart. Bill in the dust. It's been a long week. It has been a long <laughs> week. But you know, sometimes you need those emotions. It was nice to to feel that nostalgia, if you will, with Bill. And you know, I'll love him forever, no matter what. But. Looking forward. I mean, this Gerard Mayo thing has got me completely rejuiced. I would say second wind, but this itself probably counts for eight to ten wins, if you will, in my sales. Uh, First black head coach in New England. Love that. And when you just think about the entire succession plan from a zoomed out view a little, guy started coaching in 2019. It's 2024. And the fact that Bill Belichick and Gerard Mayo last summer – made their contracts so that, you know, they were both two-year deals. So the plan was that the succession would happen after the 2024 season. Obviously, you go 4-13, and 13, that's going to expedite some things. But the fact that Bill Belichick knew, hey, this is the guy, and the fact that he was only coaching for four years and they still feel that confident in who he is as a coach, that makes me feel even better. You mentioned the free agent. Mark Daniels reported that he spoke to a free agent for the Patriots and it wasn't part of his plan before, but now that Gerard Mayo is the head coach, it is the number one priority to return to the Patriots. Now, is that Jalen Rieger? Maybe. Hopefully it's Kyle Duggar and Josh Uche and Mike Onwenu and some of the guys that we do kind of need to re-sign to kind of keep that team together. But like you said, too, he won a Super Bowl in 2014, didn't play. So you got to assume that fire still burns. He was part of the teams from 2008 to 2015 where they only did win that one Super Bowl. Well, that was part of the era Ninkovich mentioned yesterday for that 04 to 2014 where they had so many great teams, 18 and one team, but they didn't win those Super Bowls. So that part of it makes me juiced up, too, because he knows what it was like in that era, in the most dominant era that the Patriots. How was he as a player? As a player, uh, let me think, in his first five seasons, 
seasons, he had uh, 657 tackles. In one year, he had 175 tackles with 110 solo tackles. In one year, he was the defensive rookie of the year, his rookie Here year. Here he is picking off Orlovsky. was there for this. Jeff Saturday's on the field. He was not thrilled about Bang. that. Bang. That's AP, by the way. That's not just some schlub bone. That's Diane Gonzalez. Oh, what's up? Who's Dennis that? Pitta. Dennis Pitta. 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 Dog. Heat. Fitzmagic, sorry about it. Oh, Peyton Manning, I wonder how he played against him. Vonta, who's that? Oh, that's Tate. I thought it was Vonta Leach. I was like, he probably ate Leach's lunch, <laughs> No, but they too. didn't show the Peyton Manning highlight I no, did they see. Yeah. Wow. They, 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 well, they, you know how the LP. NFL is. They don't want to bury one of their founding father's sons. Uh, but still, doesn't matter. I mean, look at that. Bang. Sorry. Same one from Pitta. Looks even better in that one. Sanchez, dead. It, it, it's amazing. Like, that guy being the head coach, obviously when Vrabel was announced, I was juiced up, mostly because of the fact that if it wasn't Vrabel, it was Mayo. Like, or if it wasn't Vrabel, or if it wasn't Mayo, it was Vrabel. So like that aspect of it in the moment on Tuesday still holds true. But I said to you yesterday in the Hawkhouse, I was like, hey, I'm just as pumped for Gerard Mayo to be the head coach as I am for Mike Vrabel. And the fact that we're here, too, just a day later makes me feel great because something I mentioned yesterday was the twilight zone of not having a leader, a CEO of your team. That was weird just to experience. I like the way the Crafts handled this quickly. Yes. Yeah. Like, we don't need to be a team that is without a leader for a while. No. You know, like, we, don't, we don't need anybody in the building, strength staff, trainers, equipment managers. We don't need them wondering what's next. We don't need our fans wondering what's mm-hmm. next. So them signing the succession plan last offseason or yeah. whatever, and Bill obviously being a part of it, and Kraft, that's like, in my eyes, and, you know, Kraft hasn't had to make this decision in a long time. Hasn't had to hire a GM. Hasn't nope. had to hire a head coach uh-huh. in 24 years. Mm-hmm. So a lot of owners probably look around going, must be nice. Like, everybody judges Bill Belichick for having Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. All the other owners look at Kraft, I assume, and go, must be nice to have Bill Belichick just be one person. He's your GM, your head coach. Because the amount of failures that have been had in hiring head coaches, GMs, yeah. that have led organizations and franchises into dumps and holes that they've been trying to dig out of for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost decades at this case. And instead, that Kraft family has had Bill Belichick for the greater part of two and a half decades. It's like, that's a big deal. Huge. Now, them handling it differently than awesome. anybody else. Yeah. Awesome. Like, I think Kraft is an incredibly sharp dude. When he speaks, he speaks slow. I don't know why that is, if that's always how he's been. But if you listen to what he's saying, he's dropping gems. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dropping dimes, and he's being very, very transparent, I think. So I think this move solidifies the fact that I think he's a brilliant businessman mm-hmm. and genius owner and everything like that for the success that they've had. But also, it makes me think about the McDaniels situation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because remember, McDaniels, years back, he was the successor. Mm-hmm. That was the conversation. That's why whenever he took the coach job, allegedly turned the plane back around, mm-hmm. went back to New England. It's known that he's the successor. I wonder how long they've had the succession thing in contracts for people. And then when McDaniels goes and be the head coach for the Raiders, it's like, all right, we need to find new succession person. It's going to be Gerard Mayo becomes that person. It's like, I wonder when and how and why don't others try to duplicate this entire thing? Yeah, so there are four teams that have done this before, not just with head coaches. I think it was one head coach, three GMs, where that succession plan was written into the contract so that, I mean, granted, the rules changed as far as timing goes as hiring coaches, but because yeah, of Yeah, but that, Rooney rule. Rooney rule, You right. said it. Yeah. I mean, he's, 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 blo- he's a block man. Yeah, yeah. which, again... Which probably- New England... Huh. Yeah, uh, definitely. Re- what a perfect part of yeah. the country mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get to experience this on a big scale. 
I think I think New England's ready for it. New England's it's right. 2024. Bingo, bingo. It is a new era in, in New England, and I think a lot of people. Everybody are was pumped about Mayo. A- a- everyone was pumped about P- Mayo. Even the people who wanted Vrabel were still like, I-, I like the fact that they had this plan, like you mentioned, that Bob Kraft knew going in that this was going to be the deal. And some people are worried about the fact, hey, why would you fire Bill Belichick and then hire a guy? from the Bill Belichick tree, because how is anything going to change? A lot of people who have been inside the building for, obviously, years, Tommy Curran being one of them, Phil Perry, his guy being one of them, they have talked about how, like, this isn't going to be just Bill Belichick 2.0. Like, Gerard Mayo is a completely different person. He, he's not going to, you know, act the way Bill has acted, which, you know, which is great no matter what. I think New England loved the way Bill acted, and I think they are very open to a more maybe transparent, if you will, coach, pending how transparent Gerard Mayo will actually be. But I just think it's a home run. The fact that they already knew and that he's the guy, I think everybody is happy. Feels brilliant, feels smooth. Yeah. Uh, legitimately, for how smooth it, the smoothest it possibly could be. Yeah. Bingo. Whenever you're moving on from a head coach, GM, that's the greatest of all time. Still have the GM role open. Be excited mm-hmm. to see what they do. Are they going to hire within? We shall see. It feels like that's the craft move. What are we going to say to it's, him? It's awesome for the Patriots to get the prince that was promised. But he, he said something that was in there that was interesting to me is they, after the 2024 season, this was supposed to happen mm-hmm. uh, according to the contract. So did Bill think he was going to get the record this, yes. this season oh, yeah. and next season yeah. and then was going to retire? And for what sure. does that do? Like if if last year if next year was going to be his last year, he was just going to get the record. This is like an Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets situation. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was going to go to the Jets for one year. When he yeah. gets there, yeah. I like his son. I don't. I can be shirtless on the patio more. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. You know what I mean? I could only be in Nantucket for what four days. Uh-huh. I only it. get a chance to get any vitamin D. Maybe he goes to L.A. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, L.A. would be Carolina. Las Vegas, Antonio Pierce is interviewing with uh, Titans. Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans, which is wild. Amy Strong says she wants to get to the front of the line. She does. Right. Yeah, I don't strong. want to train, but I don't want to, I don't want to waste any time here. Trades are hard. Well, what's Strong doing, too, now? Where Vrabel's not the head coach of the Patriots, like, oh, shit, he, he was never going to coach there. Why, why, why did we, we get... fire him because of that? <laughs> oh, wait. Well, you got upset about that. He was what, talking what good about He where? was allegedly not denying. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and that, that, that the reports were she was very upset with the fact that he was yes not denying the rumors that he might coach and in New England. Alleged, it's all alleged. alleged. Saying too many good things about the organization that he played for and put him into the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. That speech a little bit too happy giving that speech. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you say we? And why'd you keep saying that it's not like this other places? You talk about huh? talking about me. You talking about. <laughs> You talk about Amy Strunk? Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's his speech that he gave Michael Vrabel whenever he went into the Patriots Hall of Fame in the middle of the season last year while still being the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Wait. Come on, we got a game to win. I can't we, be up we. here that long. We got a game to win. I don't think they did. Did they? Uh, Probably not. I want to thank no, that's the Buffalo. Fans. We did. I, I, we beat I, I Buffalo. Because Vrabel. Much as I should <laughs> yeah. since 2009, but I want to thank the fans. I want to thank the fans. Yeah, Kiesel, right? that sweet Brett Kiesel jersey in the Unbelievably special. When we traveled, you were there. When we were here, you were there. I can imagine how you screamed and yelled at the night games on third down and when you threw the snow and and every memory that comes back right now. So I want to thank you, fans, for the opportunity to stand here today in front of you. Also in front of my teammates, I want to thank them. I want to recognize Logan Makins, Bill Parcells, Dante Scarnecchia, who who was one of the toughest assistant coaches I've ever been a part of in 25 years of the National Football League. 
But I also want you not to take this organization for granted. Mm-mm. I've been a lot of places. This is a special place down here. with great leadership, Stug. great fans, great direction, great coaching. Enjoy it. It's not like this everywhere. Thank you very much. Love you, Mike. So that speech, obviously, was one that we all saw, and we learned of him going into the Hall of Fame as it was happening. Yeah. There wasn't much fanfare going in. There's reports, allegedly, that Amy was not exactly thrilled about that, and then, obviously, there was reports, allegedly, that uh, Vrabes did want Rand to be the general manager whenever mm-hmm. they were going through the general manager hiring process. Feels like there was a lot of things leading up to the moment of him getting fired. Nonetheless, he's still available. Gerard Mayo hired from within for the New England Patriots. Joining us now is a man who knows a lot about the New England Patriots organization. Probably can answer a lot of these questions that we potentially have. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, one of our favorite Italian-Americans, a man who's been an author, what? a speaker, what? a podcast host, what? a live show host, what? an email newsletter writer, what? and a three-time Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Coach, consultant, GM, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. Yeah, guys. How we doing? How things? Lomba, are you wearing that Brady hoodie because Belichick yeah. didn't thank you at his press conference and <laughs> so you're officially on no, Team I'm Brady? Okay. No, I, I'm I'm wearing it because I'm forever grateful for both of them. You know, I think whenever you get around greatness and you can appreciate it, you know, it's something that means a lot to your career. And you, it's rare that you get to touch greatness. I mean, I've been very fortunate that I watched Joe Montana. I watched Bill Walsh. I, I've seen great players in this league. Ronnie Lott, who may be the greatest of all, you know, and, and I've been able to watch them up close and personal. And this coach who retired, Coach Belichick, yesterday – to me, is he ain't retired, Lombo? He retired. Well, I mean, he retired. Everybody, everybody's moving on. Look, I'm not. I think it's the best for both parties. Okay. I really do. So I, I, I'm not saying that. I just think, to me, being around him, watching him, the memories that I have of him walking into Berea on First Avenue in 1991 as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns and handing me a slip of paper about how we were going to build the team to where. You know, he's come to now is just too, truly, truly remarkable. And it, it's been a pleasure to be a part of it since 1991. Yeah, Bill Belichick is obviously special, and we're very grateful for you stopping by here today. I think yesterday you had a little uh, little surgery of some sort on. Is oh, no. I mean, of all days, I have to go get a root canal, and I have to do it on the day <laughs> that they all this news happens, right? Like, who could have predicted this, right? I got, I got you know, I got a guy st- – sticking stuff in my mouth and my phone's flying off and he's like what are you doing i'm like well you know there's a lot of stuff happening around the world here today but if you, you know i up. was fortunate i got out i saw the press conference which i thought was well done i thought it was mutual respect on both parties i thought Kraft gave a great uh a lesson in there that a lot of owners if you're david tepper if you're josh harris I think he gave a great lesson about being a new owner in the league, about how he made a huge mistake, uh, not trusting his instincts, listening to too many people outside the building, not hiring Bill when Parcells went to the Jets, changing course, and then deciding two years later to trust his gut. It was a Hall of Fame decision, and Mr. Kraft belongs in the Hall of Fame for that decision because – if he doesn't make that decision, there's not six Super Bowls, there's not eight appearances, there's not unlimited conference championships, and the value of his franchise may not be at the same level. And the Patriot Place and everything mm-hmm. else they got built mm-hmm. up around there. It's a phenomenal yep. business built around a phenomenal football team. Let's talk about that football team. They have a new head coach 
And it is being yeah. reported now that there was a succession plan. Shout out to that show, by the way. Yeah. They yeah. got a bunch of awards. <laughs> Wom's Games, I think, took yep. a couple home. Yep. Roman. Roman, did, congrats yep. to them. Roman. But there was a, a yeah. succession plan Who allegedly in place. Who is going to be Roman in this one? That'll be the interesting character to develop that Patriot, right? Uh, we, don't, we, don't need, we don't need a Roman. We, I we don't assume need a Roman. there will always be. <laughs> yeah, we need Wom's Games. Nope. But anyways, yeah. with the succession plan, before last season, they both signed through 2024, I guess, Bill and Mayo and Kraft knew that he was potentially going to get the baton. Then there were stories back in the day of like McDaniels is the successor. That's why whenever he was potentially coming to the Colts, then he turned around, flew back, had a meeting. He's the successor. Has that always been how it's been planned? Like, is there a coach on the staff that has been told, hey, if Bill was to retire or if Bill was to move on or Bill was to be done, you are going to be the successor? And how come more teams don't do that? Like, I feel this feels like a smooth, clean, like smart way to handle this particular situation by craft. But I guess not every building has the successor inside of it. Is that kind of why? I, I, enlighten I me a little bit. Sometimes the successor gets hired away. I, I think Alabama, you wonder why they didn't have somebody right there. Maybe they will hire Tommy Reese. I don't know. But I think, you know, knowing that Nick could train the next coach. But what happens is, these other teams come in and take the coach away and all of a sudden can you turn down and nobody really knew how long Bill was going to coach at New England and did the Patriots you know I think this is a lot about shifting of the organization more than replacing I mean Gerard Mayo is not going to replace Bill Belichick in every facet of Bill Belichick's job he's going to replace him as the coach of the team and that's going to be a lot for him to handle and he'll do a great job with that however the other roles and hats that Bill wore within the organization are then going to be split up. So it's kind of like unfair to compare Gerard to Bill because Bill's role was so vastly different. And they're going to need to bring people in. They're going to need to have this committee together to work together to utilize the, 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 the structure that was in place built by Bill. But now people are going to have different roles and different responsibilities, which is going to have to bring everybody together. Have you ever heard of that, though? Like, is that normal to have it in contract? Hey, you're the successor. That feels like a big deal. It is a big deal, you know, because I think ultimately you're not sure about any coach, right? You know, you know that if the guy is really good, you don't know if Belichick's going to leave. And typically good coaches get swept up. I, I think this year, Pat, it is a generational situation in professional football in terms of the availability of quality head coaches, winning head coaches. You know, you, Mike Vrabel's in the open market. Jim Harbaugh's available, 71% winning percentage at San Francisco. Bill Belichick's available. Dan Quinn took a team to a Super Bowl. He would be the, a leading candidate, but now we have all this. And so I think because of that, teams that may still have a head coach currently have to ask themselves the fundamental question, would we be better off with Coach Y who's available or with our present-day coach? I'm not trying to get anybody fired. I'm just saying that is a fair question to ask if you are truly a business person in terms of how do we improve the team. I love that all Chicago Bears fans yesterday seemingly – Jason, we're keeping Eberflus over Bill Belichick. Come on. We're keeping Eberflus over Jim Harbaugh. We're keeping Eberflus over Mike Vrabel. Mm -hmm. We're keeping Eberflus over all this. And they're not the only ones, but mm -hmm. they just so happen to be the loudest because the announcement about Eberflus was just a few weeks ago. Eberflus had that team turn around towards the tail end of it, which leads to this question from Tone. Yeah, Lombo, now that, that Bill is out and, um, and Kraft wished him all the best uh, when he's on the sidelines, except for when he's on the sidelines versus the Patriots. So we all took that he is going to continue coaching. Where do you think the 
the best fit for Bill could be? No, I think, you know, when he left Cleveland, if you read the book, The Education of a Coach by David Halberstam, there's a quote in there that Halberstam wrote where he said the next job that Bill took when he left Cleveland would be a job that allowed him to build the culture, that allowed him to install his system and his and and the and the players that fit within the framework of the culture. Now, most people read into that as power hungry, right? Most people say, well, he wants all the power. That's not what they're saying. The same thing, that's not what Jim Harbaugh would want. They're more, they're culture hungry. Those coaches need to be able to have the culture that fits their style. They can't have the general manager talking to the team or the owner having a radio show or somebody else having something else with the team. There has to be one voice in the organization that dictates the culture, that, cha- that creates the direction, that holds the players accountable. And when you look around the NFL, when you don't have that, when you don't have that ability, then it's very challenging. Andy Reid, when he left Philadelphia, he went to Kansas City. Clark Hunt still had Scott Pioli as his president, general manager. Andy Reid wanted to have all the control. He wasn't power hungry. He was culture hungry. So then they got rid of Pioli. They gave Andy Reid all the authority. However, he hired then John Dorsey and now Brett Veach to help him and assist him as they both build the culture together. And I think that's where the next job will be, whether it's this year or somewhere else. And you're gonna have to fit that criteria, right? You you know, the the Washington football team didn't want that criteria. They wanted to have what they did today, Adam Peters to be the president, CEO, general manager, and then let him hire the coach. And that's their prerogative. But for those guys, for Harbaugh, for Belichick, even for Vrabel, you have to have that. Vrabel was in the similar situation that Harbaugh was in in San Francisco. So when Harbaugh was in San Francisco, there was conflict within the building. The 49er front office decided they had enough of Harbaugh. It was too hard. He left and went to Michigan. They kept Trent Baalke as the general manager. He hired Jim Tomasula. That didn't work. They hired Chip Kelly. That didn't work. And next thing you know, here comes Kyle Shanahan. And what did they do with Kyle Shanahan? They said, Kyle, you're going to run the team. You hire who you want as your general manager. 47. And now you build the culture. Lynch. Give me Lynch. Bring him in. Need him. We need to do this. We need to create it. If you have a special mind, uh, you should be able to do that. He's not power hungry. He's culture hungry. What a spin on that. Love mm-hmm. that. That is a – I'm going to remember that bar for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, yep. I think. Because, you know, whenever you go somewhere and you say, like, nah, I'm keeping this, they can spin You can let somebody else. This guy wants all of it. No. Just want to make sure it's right. That's all. Just want to make sure it's right. And there's nothing wrong with that, Lombo. Nothing at all wrong no, with No, you that. can't do your – Bill can't be Bill if he doesn't have that. Like, you can't be good at that. And I think he knew that when he left Cleveland. That was the biggest issue in Cleveland is Art Modell loved to talk. He loved to put expectations on the team. He wanted the team to be his team. And that's every right every owner has, right? I think it happened in Denver when, when Dan Reeves – was there. You know, Dan Reeves was very successful in Denver, and Pat Bowen said, look, I want my team back. I want to be able to be the guy that runs the team. Okay, you fire Dan Reeves, you go on, and life moves on. But for Dan Reeves to be successful, for Mike Shanahan to be successful, for Sean McVay to be successful, they need to be able to control the environment to which the players are in. We are not basketball. We are not basketball. There's too many players. And so the coach has to stand in front of the team and be able to, to, to dictate the culture. Because as having spent so many years at the Raiders, when everyone thinks the owner is in control of the culture, you, you have a Civil War-like environment. If the coach isn't all in on the owner being the guy, everybody just has to know 
whose role is what. And I think Bill Belichick, as soon as he gets in the building, everybody in the city knows yeah. whose role mm-hmm. is what. And I think Harbaugh, same exact thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm happy to hear that you, you think Vrabes has that same exact type of kind of feel. Him getting fired was wild. That was a wild thing. But let's not move on from New England just yet because Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Lombo, first things first. Uh, it's not Gerard Mayo. It's Gerard. Just J-E-R-O-D. Gerard. Okay. Ja- okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Can you text me that and spell it out? Yeah, yeah. Study? We'll do the phonetic spelling on. for you. Also, thank you. Um, thank you. happy 25th anniversary of The Sopranos. Yep. I know you're probably bricked yeah. up about I that. I been at that dinner. I, I'm so disappointed I didn't get invited to that dinner. But anyway, we you know, it, life goes on. Yeah, yeah. You should have been there. Should have been. Now that I think about it, oh, yeah. should have been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tommy Cutlitz was probably there. I'm yeah, sure probably. he was. Yeah. Yeah. Auto. was there. And, yeah, if I had Tommy Cutlitz's agent, I probably would have been there. That's the problem, right? Uh, you see? Yeah, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Lamo, thinking about the Patriots and the future, kind of you mentioning culture kind of makes me think about it. Do they need to change anything or is it just kind of, hey, that culture's in place, Mayo, let's just keep it rolling. And do you think Mayo's philosophy will be much different than Bill's? Is this going to be a kind of different team era for New England? And then what happens with Bill O'Brien, the Steve Belichick, the guys that are in place now? Are they safe or do you think this might be a complete total overhaul here? Well, I, I think certainly on defense, it will be a complete total overall. I can't speak for Bill O'Brien. The offensive line coach, Adrian Clem, had some health issues, so he had to leave, and some of the offensive coaches have already left. Ross Douglas went back to Syracuse. So, you know, to me, one of the things that gets often lost in all this in terms of what is the Patriot way, the Patriot way is really accountability, holding everybody accountable for doing their jobs to the best that they can do it. And how dr- how Mayo gets there, how he gets there, he has to do it his own way because no one's going to duplicate what Belichick did. No one can be Belichick. We know that. No one can can copy his style, his mannerism, and how he handles the team. So one thing Mayo knows is he's watched it. But what has got to be the cornerstone of his head coaching tenure is holding people accountable. You know, Jim Harbaugh has a different style than Bill Belichick. There's no question, Right. Jim Harbaugh is way different. But Jim Harbaugh and Belichick meet at the same line of accountability. Harbaugh doesn't call offensive plays. He doesn't call defensive plays. He runs the program. He runs the team. And he holds coaches and players accountable. That's what a good head coach has to do. That's what Mayo has to do. He's got to hire good assistants, hold them accountable, develop the talent from within, and move forward. And that's where they're going to go. I think there'll be a change in defense, no question. Offensively, Bill Bill O'Brien signed a three-year contract when he came in. Now, whether he stays or not, I think those are the discussions that are ongoing. Need a quarterback, obviously. You get a quarterback, everything changes. Hopefully the defense is able to remain. The no title of who's the coordinator and everything like that finds it. You know, from the outside looking in, who did what? How Mm -hmm. much did Gerard Mayo do? What will stick around? We shall see. The Patriots got a new head coach, though. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans, who are interviewing Antonio Pierce, I do believe, either today or the next few days. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts on the Raiders and why they haven't necessarily just hired him. But let's talk about the Tennessee Titans, how we got to this point. We showed the video of Mike Frabel giving the speech whenever he went into the Patriots Hall of Fame. And at the beginning of it, he goes, keep it down. We got a game away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. We. And I think he had probably yeah, a couple least, in there. an entire tin of Cope mm-hmm. on the bottom yep. and then every pouch of Zinn from the thing on the top mm-hmm. while he was doing that. You know, one of the coolest dudes of all time. We all have great respect for him. Now, 
Schefter reported to us on Monday. Jeez, that was only Monday. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that was Monday. Long week. It's been a long week, long week. <laughs> National champion. Schefter told us on Monday that Rand wasn't necessarily the GM that Vrabel was hoping for whenever they were doing their GM search. After the last GM, obviously, Vrabel ended up hating because he traded away A.J. Brown during draft night. It was the only weapon we had. So that whole situation that we did not know about, if that would have got publicly, we would have thought this was going to be ugly from the beginning. Then Amy Strunk, the owner, comes out and says this in an interview with the Tennessee Titans like content crew. There's been discussion in a lot of different circles about the possibility of trading the head coach. Was consideration given to trading Mike Vrabel? Well, yes, there was. But there's a bit of misconception about a coach's contract, say, versus a player's contract. A coach's contract, you can't trade them unless they're a willing partner to that trade. So, yes, we thought about it. But at the end of the day, with league rules the way they are, it would have maybe put us back three weeks. And, you know, honestly, to, to get the right head coach, I was just not willing to, to go to the back of the line and take a chance of missing out on someone we, we really wanted. All right, so we all think, wow, that sounds phenomenally dumb. Now, we don't know the process, though. You know, we all <laughs> we don't know the process. Can you enlighten us a little bit on what she meant there? Is she accurate in that entire depiction? And Vrabel getting fired was a shocker to you, I assume, as it was everybody else. Because I, I, here's what I say, and she's entitled to do whatever she wants with her team. Owner. But I've seen this movie before. It happened in San Francisco. You know, those head coaches are hard to find. Great head coaches are really hard to find. You're just not going to go out your back door and three of them are going to show up. I mean, why are there seven coaches every year that get fired out of 32? Because there's not a lot of men that can really do the job really well. It's really a hard job to do. So I don't disagree. I don't agree with her decision. But what she's accurate with is to trade him she would kneel Neil Cornrich, who's his agent, to cooperate with her, and she would have to find a willing team who then had all the leverage in the trade negotiations because the it. willing team would say, okay, why would I pay you anything? And I'll just sit back and watch you fire the guy. And once you engage in trade talks, you have essentially fired your coach. You can't bring him back, right? You can't bring him back. So, and then you give him all the leverage in the trade discussion. And so what are you going to get out of the deal? Different. See, everybody wants to compare an apple to an apple. Sean Payton was out of football. He had a told contract. He had a year. So there was a price you had to pay to get into that game. And that was understandable. This is a lot more complicated. She did the right thing in terms of not trying to trade him. I'm not sure she did the right thing thinking she can replace him especially when you go through their drafts and you look at all the failed first-round picks. And, look, Mike wanted Ryan Cowling. What Adam said, I've heard the same thing. I think it's completely accurate. And they decided to hire Rand, and Rand comes from a different program, a different set of circumstances, and he wants to run his team. The press release that she issued that said that she thinks she has a bright young quarterback for me would be alarming because I'm not sure I'm there on Will Levis yet. I don't see that. I haven't seen that in his play as of yet. I think she also said the words aligned too, which makes us think that maybe there are some other conversations that were taking place behind closed doors or maybe Vrabes and everybody saw things differently. Is that what? No. Oh, there, there is no, see, here's what people completely must understand about the NFL. Everybody is on the same page. Not everybody's aligned. Okay. There's a complete <laughs> difference. Everybody's on the same page as soon as the ball gets kicked in the air, but we lose a game. The alignment goes out the window. Alignment requires a philosophical understanding that you both share. 
that you both are working towards the same goal, that you see it the same way. And that's really hard to do. That's really challenging. So alignment requires a lot of work. And it requires somebody, a lot of two people in the building, the GM and the head coach. Because remember this, Pat, there's only two people in the building that are paid to win. Everybody else can get jobs somewhere else. You can be 2-15 and 15 and have the best offense in football, you're going to get another job. You can be the best special team coach on a 1-16 team, you'll get another job. The only two people who get paid to win are the head coach and the, and the general manager. And if they're not in a complete alignment philosophically on how to build the team, it'll never work. You'll be on the same page. The first time you lose, you're off. So saying he was fired means that he went into that meeting with them and fought for his job, and then they said, no, we're going in a different direction. And then the Pete Carroll situation as well. That seemed like he – like they just – right? And he said, I competed for the job in there uh, whenever he went in to meet with either Schneider or ownership or whoever it was. It's how do you think Vrabel knew that was possible? Do you think Pete knew that was possible? Like, how much do you think they knew going into those situations? I think Vrabel thought, look, if if I if she's going to pick Ran over me, then I'm I'm I, if things don't get straightened out here, I can't win here anyway. So if she fires me, good for me. I'll get another job. Got it. Okay. Because here's the thing that you got to understand is sometimes you just can't. There, there's hard jobs. Every job's hard, but when the owner makes them more difficult, then they become even harder. Whereas Pete, you know, Pete's a 60% winning percentage coach. He took his team to a Super Bowl. He is going to go in the Hall of Fame as a Hall of Fame coach. There's no question. But I think what hurt Pete more than anything was the inability to fix the defense. Two years in a row, this defense hasn't gotten fixed. And I'm sure Jody Allen was probably wondering, where is the defensive magic? And I think when you look at Pete's career, he's always been a good defensive coach. But it hasn't translated over the last couple seasons since the Legion of Boom. So I think he couldn't solve that problem and not being able to solve that problem, I think, forced their hand. I don't think they wanted to fire Pete. I think it just felt like it was the right time. And the way they handled it, look, Pete's the most energetic 72-year-old guy you're ever going to find. But I think ultimately they just, after 14 years, time ran out. Yeah, him chewing his gum, him playing quarterback, yep. him doing it all. It just felt like, hey, Pete's going to make the announcement when he's done. Mm -hmm. yeah. So for it to drop the other day, it was like, damn, kind of alarming and surprising. You did say the gum was kind of fighting back this year. That did, did I, That was one of my – Yep. I said, hey, it feels like his down part of the chew mm -hmm. a little yeah. bit longer mm -hmm. than it was in the past, as if the gum was beating him a little bit. What if they saw the same thing? Uh -oh. defense. I mean, you know, they when you lose at home, Pittsburgh with Mason Rudolph comes in, you can't stop well. the run. They haven't stopped the run in three years. I mean, that's been a real issue. And Pete's a really good defensive coach. But I think sometimes maybe the messaging doesn't get there. You know, there's always been the Russell thing, let him cook. But the defense hasn't been the same. And I think that kind of caught up with them. Ty Schmidt has a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Lombo, looking ahead to the uh, Super Wild Card weekend here. Um, you talked about, you know, Bill and, and like the job openings and all that kind of stuff. And we've heard a bunch this week. Hey, if Cowboys don't win on Sunday, there's a chance that Big Mike's out and maybe Bill goes there. But um, the Packers last two weeks have played really well. I obviously know their their defense is a liability. Um, do you think they have any shot to win that game? And which other teams do you think might be susceptible to upset this weekend? Well, I mean, Green Bay, look, they're, you know, with the seven and a half point line moved down to seven. Now, they played last year. Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback in Green Bay, and it was the best game that the Packers had offensively. They threw, they had 420 yards. Rodgers had 20 passes. 
He, you know, he was over 200 and some, you know, they ran for 222 yards. It was one of their best offensive days, which lends you to believe that LaFleur understands how to attack the Cowboys in the Dan Quinn scheme, which is usually what's the case is. Green Bay's always better when they know a team, like last week. They, they really knew the Bears' defense as good as they've been playing. It didn't look like the old Bears that we had saw in prior weeks. They knew it. They had every play call. Love was great. And then it's going to come down to can the Packers get stopped? They held the Cowboys to 5 for 15 on third down when they played them in Lambeau. So they, they actually have, have a plan. I think to me, when I first looked at the line, I thought, wait, that's way too much. It just doesn't seem right. But the pressure is going to be on Dallas. And I don't know what Jerry will do. Here's what I will say. You know, Mike McCarthy has done a great job. With, Dak has played really well. It's been the best year of Dak's career. Now that's got to carry over into the playoffs. They need Gilmore to be healthy because these young receivers are really good for Green Bay. And if Watson's healthy, remember, he that was his coming out game in Green mm-hmm. Bay last year when he caught all those passes. I just think it's going to be one of those games where neither team will have control of the game because of the viability of their offenses. And it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Who can control the clock? Green Bay had it 35 minutes when they played the last time. The Cowboys only had a 30. Green Bay won in overtime. So if Mike McCarthy is fired, let's say the Packers go in there, Jordan Love does what Jordan Love has done here over the last – Yeah, since week 11. He's phenomenal to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's absolutely. a lot of fun. I mean, like fadeaway balls. Like he is just so confident. Seemingly the offense is working perfectly. Shout to LaFleur getting that thing. Let's say they go in there and win. Bill Belichick with Jerry Jones. How do you think that would go if that was – we're this is a lot of hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. Packers would have to win. Jerry would have to fire Mike McCarthy after going 12-5, and 12-5, and 12-5. And, and then if that was mm-hmm. the case, okay, now Bill potentially, that's where everybody's putting him. How do you think Bill and Jerry Jones would operate if all those things took place? Well, I know Bill and Jerry get along really well and Steven too, right? And so mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of it would have to come down to the vision of how – this is all going to operate. Like I said earlier, can Bill do what he wants to do? Parcells was there. You know, he can tell Bill how it would be to work. You know, Bill's usually the only guy speaking on the team. Jerry has a radio show every week that kind of talks about the team, what they're going to do. I, I don't know how it would work. I know there's mutual respect. You know, if it was the other way, say Green Bay lost, you know, it, would Green Bay do something with Mark Murphy's in the final year of his deal? He's got one more year. Could his parting gift be give Green Bay Bill Belichick? I don't know. I think a lot of these teams, a lot of these teams that have coaches, right? Are you okay? A lot of these teams that have coaches. You're mail a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Mailed all over himself. I I mean, I just figured, you know, I've been thinking about it, but there's no (laughs) way. But, oh, boy, that would be awesome. Just say, I mean, again, I'm not trying to get anybody fired. I think you have to look at it this way. I think you have to look at it this way. I think you have to make a list of coaches that are on the hot seat next year that if they don't win and deliver, they could be out. And so this is a generational moment, right? You're not going to have this many – even Pete Carroll, Hall of Fame coach, Bill Belichick, Hall of Fame coach, Jim Harbaugh, 71% winning percentage, Mike Vrabel. That's four great head coaches. Now, I understand two of them are older. I get that. you know, But there's an opportunity here that – Remember this, and you guys are way too young to remember this, but there was a moment. Leon Hess was the owner of Hess Oil. Brilliant man. Wonderful man. Really wonderful. He owned the New York Jets. Okay? He owned the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. He loved loved Rich Kotite. Rich Kotite was an assistant at the Jets. So Rich Rich Kotite was the head coach of the the Philadelphia Eagles. He was 7-2. They melted down. 
he lost his job. When he became available, Rich Leon Hess fired Pete Carroll because it was once in a lifetime opportunity for him to hire Rich Kotite. Now that proved to be a disaster, but the mindset that Hess had, right? The mindset that Hess had was the right mindset. Uh, and it wasn't fair to Pete. It wasn't fair to Pete. I mean, think about Pete's career. He got fired for Rich Cote and he got fired for Bill Belichick. You can't have two opposite and spectrums the in your career and get fired. Yeah. Yeah. Then the right. NCAA ran him you know, to USC. Yeah, it sucks. So and he still remained. I, yeah. Woo. I, I don't think you could ever say to any team that has, like, I, look, if I'm Minnesota, I think Kevin O'Connell's a really good coach. I think Shane Steichen's a really good young coach. I don't think that's the case. You know, Sean McVay, Kyle, Sh there's coach John Harbaugh. They're, those guys aren't going to, they have good coaches. But if you're not sure, if you're not sure, then I think it's something you have to consider. That's what Jim Harbaugh did to me the other day. Mm -hmm. Respect like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they call me a Michigan man when I die, it'd be good enough for me. Mm -hmm. I would love to be on a team in which he coaches. I couldn't even fathom it. But speaking of coaching there, when you said, think about Green Bay, young quarterback, very good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Defense with a lot of talent. Yeah. First rounders all over. You think Bill, what do you think Bill Belichick would do oh. with that amount of talent on defensive side of the ball? He's never, I don't think, had what, nine first rounders yeah. on the defensive side of the ball? Ten if they play mm -hmm. Van Ness. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then on the offense, young quarterback, mm -hmm. Aaron Jones, young weapons. Yeah, I mean, I'm fully, but I, I want Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sue me. I, listen, LaFleur's been great. He's, he's Well, really Belichick would be the guy because the yeah. Harbaugh, I don't think he's necessarily the defensive guru, although he knows football. Culture, though. Toughness. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey, how about Harbaugh? Everybody calls him quirky. His team, just tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How are we building this team? Tough. It, it yeah. Him. Look, his team is him. And I've known this guy. I did not know him as a player. Uh, I, you know, his brother, John, was, uh, when I was at the Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie Ray Rhodes was the head coach. They in, in, in instructed me to find a special teams coach. We came down to two coaches, John Harbaugh, Rich Versace. We we offered it to Versace. He was at Clemson at the time. The job wasn't paying. There's no the way money, that's his so. name. There's no way that's his name. You're Italian. You're supposed to get that right. So anyway, so let me finish. So then we hired Harbaugh, and then I, I knew John, and then. Al Davis calls me. I'm in my office one afternoon or morning or 1030. It's never an afternoon. When, it's never morning when Davis called you. So he says, look, we need to hire a young quarterback coach that was an ex-player. Okay, I got it, Mr. Davis. I'll start. The next thing I know, John Harbaugh calls me on the phone and says, hey, my brother Jim's looking for work. He's done playing. Boom. So we hire him. And he's the most competitive human being I've ever been around in my life. The most competitive. He all he cared about was learning ball, situational football. He he fell asleep one night at, a, at his computer at his desk uh, in an office he shared with Johnny Morton, and his nose hit the M key, and he had like five thousand pages of M's when he woke up. I mean, that, I mean that's how competitive he is. I mean, our two sons, our, our two sons played played in this Pee Wee played in seventh grade basketball at Corpus Christi uh, uh, Middle School in in, in Oakland. And Jay was on the team, and literally, Jay had 101 fever. He wouldn't let Jay not play. Jay played. They won it. I mean, he ran around that gym with the Corpus Christi championship medal like it was It was like he won the Super Bowl, the most competitive guy. And, and when I was up there this summer speaking to his team, the team was competitive, connected to him. You hire him as a head coach. If the Chargers hire him, they will be tough. 
they will be competitive. That team, his personality will feed through the entire team, not just the offense, but the offense and the defense. So to me, any team that has a coach that, that has a toughness problem, that has a culture problem, he's somebody you better look. But he got one 71% of his games in pro football. Man, 71%. Damn. Three straight college football playoffs, including a national championship here yeah. in college. The dude can coach ball flat yes. out. And I don't really know him at all. I'm happy to hear that you're one of the first people to ever hire him. Like that's that is unreal. a phenomenal come together story, which also leads me to believe that you literally know every human that's ever coached football <laughs> or been in the football <laughs> space. And we're lucky. I, I just, yeah. I was lucky to get, you know, because it was timing and, and I didn't really, I knew John really well. And then I got to know Jim. Yeah, but you don't Jim, know anybody's you names. Stories. So no. you know everybody. You don't know anybody. I can't say them correctly. I know their names. I don't pronounce them correctly. You know, part of it's the all right. problem. All right. Well, so Coach Basacha. I'm, I'm working on. Coach Basacha was a legend. I might get it. I might get it down here. I doubt it. I don't know how. I don't know yeah. old dog I, I, tricks type when thing. When I'm in the draft, when I was in the draft room, we just nicknamed everybody. It was a lot easier. Hey, fast guy, BYU. Because <laughs> yeah. their LA Rams are calling Puka BYU. Yeah, that's what they're saying. BYU. He'll make contested catches. He ran a terrible 40, but mm -hmm. on the field, he was very fast. I understand how that could uh, potentially take place. After getting to watch Harbaugh's team through this year with all the stuff that happened, and then watch how he handled it through press conferences, and then obviously I got a chance to talk to him uh, for a few moments. It's like, I love this man. Love like, I absolutely love the way he was able to rally that team, rally that crew, and also he was like this. All, like, Rose Bowl week, just like this. National Championship week, wouldn't even known you were mm -hmm. in the national championship. He was himself, and I think the team fed off of that. They were fantastic. All right, let's go into the weekend now. We know that you're a man who fancies yourself a potential picker of games. You won't gamble on him, obviously, because this guy might be a GM in the mm -hmm. next couple weeks. Sure. Yeah, he, right. We have no idea, but he certainly let us know of who you think we should potentially gamble on. What do you like this super wild card weekend, pal? Well, I think one thing you have to keep in mind is there's been, never been a seven seed that's upset a two seed so far since we've had the seven seed. So we haven't been the NC2A tournament like that. And I think weather's going to play. You guys have talked about it. Weather, weather in, in Kansas City, brutal, right? The under there to me is a really strong play because that weather with gusting winds, Tua playing in the cold, the Miami Dolphins trying to handle the cold, all the trends go in that direction. I like the Rams a lot. Uh, the number's three. I still oh, think it's no. a strong number. Uh, I think with TJ, excuse me, with Sam Laporte, Laporta out, I think that really hurts them because he was their security blanket. He converted the downs and distance. He, if he doesn't play or at full strength, I think that really becomes an issue. It really does. And I, I like the Rams a lot, and I like the Packers. I think it's a too close of a game and a touchdown. You know, I think it's going to push. It was seven and a half earlier in the week. The Buffalo, the Buffalo Pittsburgh game. I know tones all over this one, but the, with the weather, it, with twenty mile an hour winds and twenty degree temperature, like I don't know. The last time this happened was the New England game. Remember the New England game oh, yeah. when Mac uh -huh. Jones threw it only th three times. You know that was a fourteen to ten game. The reason I like the under in KC Miami is when they played in perfect conditions in Germany, they scored thirty five points. This is imperfect conditions, and the line's at 43 and a half. Also, playoff game, a little tight. You know, mm -hmm. not that these guys aren't big-time players. But Unders come in. Yeah, games are normally uh, a little uh, tighter. Yeah, just kind of how it goes. I think, it, I, I, think I read this, and I'm not going to get the accurate. It's 15. If, during the regular season, unders are typically at a 53% uh, a bet. 
Playoffs, 59%. Whoa! We like those odds. 43.5 seems like a lot for those teams to Mm -hmm. score, but they know that the public thinks to themselves, Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Tyree, Travis Kelsey, they start thinking crazy. I like that under a lot. That's my favorite bet, I think, all year. Before I go, let me ask you a question before I go. I mean, kicking a frozen football has got to be one of the hardest things you can possibly do, right? No fun. It's like kicking a cinder block, right? And so field goals, instead of kicking, like Miami beat Dallas with three 54-yard field goals. You're not making a 54-yard field goal in Kansas City this weekend. Not not kicking that ball as frozen as it is. Bucker and Sanders, both great kickers. But, yeah, you look at extra points here, probably going to be tough. Uh, Buffalo's Pittsburgh, I mean, that's – you might as well go for two every single time. about catching the ball. Chiefs Chiefs wide receivers have a hard time catching them a great ball, a a normal – Normal ball. This is a rock. Well, Tua also having to handle negative 20. Not that anybody can handle that, but Mm -hmm. nonetheless. We appreciate you, Lombo. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. I'll work on my pronunciations. I'll be back to you. (laughs) Gerard. Just (laughs) Ja-rod. Forget it. I I got it. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael That's hilarious. He needs to get that one right. He doesn't get any names right. No, he doesn't. I mean, not even close sometimes. He gets Bill Belichick. He, well, he worked for him. Yeah, yeah so that was, yes, sir. Yeah, one of those situations. Yeah, all the ones he works for you. I'll, that under, uh-huh. in like at 43 and a half, I had no idea it was going to be that yeah. high. 43 and a half is a huge. That's not even a look. I mean, Eagles, Bucks, 43 and a half. They're not dealing with negative 20. Yeah, weather yeah. game in there as well. What are we even talking about here? I don't know. No. I guess they're thinking that maybe the defense won't want to tackle. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Oh, wait. Football was fun. What? Football was lovely. What? Football was spectacular. What? And this weekend, football is super with Wild Card Weekend. Two games tomorrow, three games Sunday, one game Monday. We'll be talking about it all for the next two hours. Uh, the Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor with a brand new coach for the Patriots, Rob Mayo. Here we go. Mayo, baby. Yeah, that's right. It's all about the Mayo and Ty Schmidt. Green Bay Packers, big game this weekend. Here we Woo! go. And then one half of the hammer. Dot. Cowboys, Tone Diggs, Pittsburgh Steelers, big game this weekend uh-huh. against Buffalo Bills. Can't believe you guys are in. Can't believe you guys are in. Mm-hmm. Speaking of in, we have a man who's always in. Mm-hmm. Guy who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, and a COVID survivor. The current president of Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah, Hawker, oh. how you doing, pal? I'm doing great. Lombo was uh, great as always. I love it. He has more and more names, I guess, mismanaged than anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> the Italian names, too. Like, that's one that should yeah. Yeah, be right on. in his bread. What do you call Bisaccia? What do you say for Bisaccia? Just call him Bisaccia. Bisaccia. Bisaccia or something like that. Like. Sometimes he has, like, three different ways he says a name within, like, ten seconds. Yeah, Gerard know. Mayo. Michael <laughs> uh, Esky. There's, there's a whole – I mean, he is – He's a weapon, that guy, and we appreciate him joining us one day removed from a root canal that just so happened to happen on the same day as Bill Belichick moving on from the New England Patriots. Now, uh, Gerard Mayo, head coach, would love to hear your thoughts. Linebacker getting an opportunity here to lead the New England Patriots. He was allegedly signed to do this like a year and a half ago. The secession plan was cut short because of a 4-13 and season. Bill Belichick now leaving. He in there. Allegedly, Belichick, Kraft, and Mayo all in on this particular plan. Feels genius. Feels smart. Hopefully it works so this happens in the future. Is that your view on this, AJ? Yeah, I, I think if we do see this work out, it will be cool to see in the future other people try to push for it in their contract, I guess. But, I mean, it's only 
you can only have one person in your succession plan, correct? For yeah. if you're going to do this, it's not like you can have multiple guys on staff. But yeah, I remember him as a player, obviously as an absolute monster, and you know, good friend of the program, General Bobby Carpenter, played with Gerard, and he had. I remember him telling me stories about Mayo back in the day when he was with uh, the New England Patriots, and just how smart he was, how awesome he was, and. Yeah, not a surprise, and I think they made the right move. Out of the University of Tennessee, uh, New England Patriot lifer. Took two years off after playing before coaching to get in the financial biz with the biggest sponsor the Patriots have. Uh, that's what I thought. I was incorrect with that. Optum is who he worked with, not Putnam. Not a sponsor of the Patriots. Uh, I have never heard of Optum in my entire life. Uh, Putnam is the only one. They, they're the ones that have like the clubs. So like the Putnam Club is that like sweet little level. But that this has nothing to do with that. I, I'm I'm pretty sure Optum is, is a Boston company. It's somewhere up there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There was a conversation before the show where I was like, "That's even more." If he even mm-hmm. plugged into the biggest sponsor, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Minnesota. Yeah, okay. All right. Anyways. He loves Minnesota, okay. too. The guy has okay. a big brain. He's obviously a big-time <laughs> player in the history of the NFL. He had how many tackles in his first five years? 657. 110 as a rookie. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year. 110 solo. <laughs> Pretty Monster. Good. Pretty good player. Obviously an incredible coach. Has been since he signed, I guess, in 2019. They saw something special. He was the promised prince. He has gotten that job. Congrats to him. Congrats to the Patriots hiring a black coach for the first time. That's right. The whole NFL better be ready to taste the mayo, baby, because they're gonna. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's gonna have his hands all over. There has to be a Hellman's. Oh, yeah. Sure. We don't want that. No, we want our own. We want Gerard's mayo. That's what we want. <sighs> That's not okay. a bad idea. Mm-hmm. That, that's what needs to happen. Because you've been mailing. I, I, I had to change my pants three times this morning because there's so much mail Ooh. in there. That's how juiced up I've been. And anytime somebody says, this is mayo, we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Duh. Mayo, mayo, oh, yeah. mayo, 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 baby. Yeah, we know. Uh, there's been some news that has broke while our show has been live, while we're talking to Lombardi. Mark Andrews. Designated to return on the practice field. Tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Number one seed in the AFC. Obviously, likely has had a huge year at tight end for the Baltimore Ravens in replacement of Mark Andrews. But you can have two great tight ends. That only makes your offense even better. Here's uh, footage from practice. He looks comfortable, looks strong, playing catch, good internet. Everything uh, leading me to believe that this might be the year the Ravens go on a run. Really? Instead of like, you know, teams are losing guys in walkthroughs and jogthroughs and things like that. They're getting their best weapon back for the playoffs and their number one seat, and they got a bye week. So you're assuming everybody that is banged up at this stage of the season, which is literally everybody on the team, is going to feel a little bit healthier, a little bit fresher next week. And Harbaugh just watched his brother win a national championship. That could be something that's motivating. This Ravens team... Right team, right time, seemingly, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess the whole question is, what do they look like when they finally get out there and get to play in how many days from now? That's the thing. When you have the bye, I'm always curious to see how you react coming off of basically two weeks without a game. So, I think they're practicing. Obviously, they're practicing today. I think they had a full... I think. I bet Harbaugh, I bet as much as they're allowed to, I'm sure they were they were banging, they were getting back to the fundamentals. Like, you'll get Sunday off, yeah. We won't have game reps, which is certain certainly something but normal bye week you're out of there on tuesday Mm -hmm. so you miss wednesday thursday friday practice as well which is indie period fundamental period full period everything like that and then you also miss a weekend of everything and then obviously you come back the next week trying to catch it up right so this one then practicing all the way through the full week i don't think there's as much rust because you just missed the game if that makes sense aj do you feel that way 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, in theory, yes, it should be that way. But I know I've been on both sides of it. I just think sometimes it is weird when you're sitting for two weeks. Sometimes it's good to be in a rhythm. It, every team does it differently. But, yeah, it's always cool. to. I, I like to watch the first half of the game when you're coming off a bye just to see what it's like. And there's no, there's no right or wrong way, I think, to get your team ready. It's just, hey, sometimes – you look rusty. Sometimes you look tough. And are you good enough to be able to come back from that? A little slow out of the gates, potentially a little bit tight. Maybe that'll be the case. I wonder what the weather will be oh, in Baltimore yeah. next week because we're talking about that obviously a lot this year um, or this weekend. Cantor will join us in about 23 minutes. Jim Cantor, the man, uh, Cantori, yep. man who's been covering weather for 37 years for the Weather Channel. Wow. Hall of Famer. You think- he didn't look old enough. He didn't look old enough to be doing it for 37 years. Well, that's because all that sea salt of him just taking yeah. hurricanes in the mouth. Exactly. And yeah. then the, yeah. the absence of the, the eye of storms, yeah. which is the strongest sun imaginable. He's been eating those for oh, yeah. three and a half decades, four decades at this point. That's a huge part of the storyline. He was covering the Chicago. There was uh, some thunder snow uh, this morning in Chicago. 3.30 a.m. he was out there in the snow. Uh, he was I, he was on with Nate Burleson this morning, I, I believe, talking about it. It was some wild stuff. Out yeah, there. it's coming down like a hammer, is it's what like, he said this morning <laughs> yeah. to Nate Burleson on CBS. But that's a real conversation about some of these games. The other conversations are the pressure of what the future could look like. Lombo brought this up in the last hour. I'll be excited to get your take on this whole thing. Dallas Cowboys, Big Mike McCarthy. They lose at home. Everybody's thinking Jerry Jones is going to be like, Bill Belichick, you're coming to town. Now all of a sudden we got Big Mike McCarthy available yes. to be a head coach somewhere. Like th- There's a lot of things that have to happen, obviously, to get to that point, but that has certainly been a conversation piece. We're not making this up. This is just what has been happening. Lombo is like, what if the Packers lose? Mm-hmm. You don't think Murphy, with mm-hmm. one year left on his contract, doesn't say, hey, here's a parting gift uh, for this whole thing. Here's Bill Belichick. And you start looking at that team. Not that LaFleur hasn't done a fantastic job. He has. Obviously, we all think that. Yes. But if you think about Bill Belichick with Jordan Love, okay, so you got a quarterback. Got a couple weapons, young weapons. Mm-hmm. Going to have to figure out some stuff, potentially. Mm-hmm. But then nine first-rounders on the defense, that's the most talent that he's ever seen oh, yeah. on the defense mm-hmm. side of the ball. And his brain defensively, even this year, where they won four games, mm-hmm. he's holding people to six points. Yep. He's holding people to eight points with his defense, and he's a part of it. It's like, could you fathom him as a Green Bay Packers coach with this team the way it's set up? It's like he literally bruised the tip mm-hmm. whenever Lombo brought it up because Ty was like, I'm sitting here thinking about this to myself, but I don't want to bring it up because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to look like a floor hater, right. doesn't want to look like a Packers negative Nance, doesn't want to do any of that. But like, I think as soon as I thought of it, I'm like, Green Bay would be a perfect place with this team for Bill Belichick. Now, Guti Guti's GM, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, correct. Bill, Guti, how does that – and Guti's done a fantastic job. Yes, yes. It's a yep. fantastic job. This is not – at one point, I didn't know. I apologize. None of us did. Now I am at a point, though, where it's like Guti has done a good job. How does it – could you – just think about Bill coaching, though, with that Packers team. That would be a perfect setup for him. I assume LaFleur is thinking, yeah, it is a perfect setup. (laughs) I built this thing, but, like, that is a real – and there's numerous teams that are doing that right now, AJ. Yeah, but the Packers, they're they're kind of unique because they're so young. Like, their O-line is so young. The young receivers that Jordan Love has kind of introduced us to, I think, throughout his play this year. Jordan Love is obviously the guy moving forward, and you mentioned all the defensive guys that they have, all the first-rounders. Yeah, but, I I mean, it would be really weird to – for that to happen, for them to lose, and here we go. Bill Belichick comes in there to Green Bay. But 
couldn't LeFleur, I mean, if, it, if you're LeFleur, if you're any coach in the NFL, really, couldn't you think, all right, hey, it's Bill Belichick. Yeah, I'm pissed. I'm frustrated, but I kind of get it. I yeah. can understand what's happening. Yeah, I don't know if LaFleur feels that way. Uh, just like Eberflus, his name's getting thrown. He's like, wait, uh, wait a minute. Oh, but Ty, whenever Lombo said it, I, you literally made an audible, whoa, like a mayo. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Like you actually did that. Not because you hate LaFleur. No, because I think – and let's just get this. Like the, the Packers aren't going to do this. Like if they lose on Sunday, there's absolutely no way they're going to hire LaFleur because of – what he's done with Jordan Love and like kind of his progression, but I think it also goes back to, and this isn't necessarily a knock on him, but like he is an incredible play caller. But you've looked at all the different defenses that they've gone through during his time. Like you would wonder if you bring in a guy like Bill or Harbaugh, where it's like they could, you know, not maybe they're not calling defensive plays, but like their toughness and their culture could potentially change the defense overnight. You know, it's like they, they have shown that they can do that before. I think LaFleur is incredible on offense. Like this year, obviously, has, has shown that. But I just don't know if he is the kind of guy who is going to be like, is it as simple as, hey, you fire Joe Barry and you hire a new defensive coordinator? Like, I don't know if that's the case. I think a lot of that has to come from the head coach, too. Yeah. And in Harbaugh, the way he was speaking about Harbaugh, Lombo, I guess Lombo was part of hiring Harbaugh for his first job. I, I heard that story of falling asleep and having, what, 5,000 pages of M? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I believe it makes oh. sense to me. <laughs> I see it. Scrolling up. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine the realization. You get 75 pages up. Damn. Still going. Yeah. Then you go up to the Microsoft <laughs> Word. How many characters are in this? 5,000 characters. All M, Harbaugh, just doing it. Never, probably not showering afterwards. Nope. We're just going right. What was cleats on? He probably had his cleats on too. Why that ha- as it happened? But Gloves. I would just like to see Jim Harbaugh work a computer. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Hey, and I assume he doesn't do much of that anymore. He's got somebody to do that as he walks around. I'd assume telling them mm-hmm. what to type. The Harbaugh, Vrabes, Bill Belichick situation that's currently brewing. Mm-hmm. And Pete Carroll, I guess you can even add in there, even though he's an advisor for the Seahawks, he did not close the door on coaching. It's like, I think a lot of these playoffs have a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of conversations that take place. Will anybody else get fired? And then what happens, you know, let's say there is like a a move of a chess piece, like big Mike McCarthy, we all like as a coach. Matt LaFleur, we all like as a coach. Someone else's. Let's say they get moved out. Now, all of a sudden, is there another? Yeah. Is there another? It's like, how long does this, you know, and that's, it's all because. How many, Bill how Bunch. many assistants, too, get looked over that thought they were right in line for a head coaching gig as well? Because, oh, well, cool. The year that I'm, I'm a hot product, I got five ben Hall of Johnson, Fame coaches yeah. all of a sudden on the market. Yeah. Ben Johnson's like, should take that $30 million last year. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, Bobby Sulek or whatever for the Texans. But the other thing with the Cowboys is like, this storyline has been this week and has crept in throughout the season. Like, if, if there's anything to galvanize a team around, wouldn't it be Big Mike? Like, hey, guys. They're talking about this guy being fired. We all love this guy. He smashed watermelons before football games. But for some reason, the conversation around the Cowboys isn't about how good the team is or about how they're finally the two seed and have home field till potentially the NFC Championship. It's about how their coach might get fired. Like, wouldn't that be something that kind of unites the entire team almost? Uh, if they love Big Mike, which yeah. I think everybody Who in doesn't? the history that has played for Big Mike loves Big Mike, right, Like AJ? 
Yeah, I mean, look, look at his, Al Harris, great corner for Green Bay. He's mm-hmm. coaching with him now. He's got multiple guys he brought from yeah. Green Bay to coach with them. Dudes he, he coached as well. So, yeah, I think that that's a real thing, Con. They could absolutely kind of use it as a chip. Like, hey, man, like we got to go take care of business. They're talking about our coaching. We've been pretty good these last couple of years. Ryan Clark will not be able to join us today. He has an NFL Live meeting. That's okay. Damn. Uh, I'm bummed about bummed that. Bummed out. Bummed out. I'm bummed out about that. I was excited to get his take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. This particular team heading into a very tough Buffalo Bills stadium against a Buffalo Bills team in a Buffalo Bills environment, how they'd handle it. Bless the other games. We'll have to catch up with them next week sometime. But Jim Cantori will still be joining us yeah. at 140 Eastern time, which I can't wait for. Go uh, ahead, Tone. Um, if, you know, if the Cowboys do want Bill... Okay, say they do. And if Mike Tomlin is going to step away, whether he is or not, a lot of people are saying that is bullshit now. But if he does, you know, Vrabel could always come home. Big Mike could always come home. These guys don't have to worry, okay? They could always come home at the end of the day, and that's just something to think about for both of them. Well, why did Jay Glazer report that if that's not right? I don't know, because Jay's tight. What did he say? He said he's thinking about stepping away. A lot of people taking a break, you know, Tomlin. And it's like... When Jay Glazer says it's a massive ordeal, you know why? Because he usually knows. Hashtag Jay knew. knew. But also Jay and Tomlin boozed. So hashtag Jay knew, Jay and Tomlin boozed. So if they're having a couple drinks together, they know each other pretty well, we would assume. I think he even stayed at his house when he visited. It's like Jay Glazer pretty plugged with Mike Tomlin. So if he's saying, hey, Tomlin's thinking about this, we have to take it very seriously. Now, what if the Steelers go on a run, though? Maybe this this has been a rejuvenating time for Mike Tomlin to get back on the horse. Well, and maybe, too. Like We're we're thinking about it from hashtag Jay knew, which, of course, he always does. What if it's more so like, hey, Rapsheet and Schefter, they're they're just kind of eating this coaching news. Mike, is there any chance I can just say, hey, maybe Tomlin's not coming back next sure. year just to get my name in the mix, you know, <laughs> just to keep the relevancy of, you know, the Fox Morning Show as well. Like, hey, they're Glazer's talking about Tomlin stepping down. We gotta tune in every week because this guy knows everything. Yeah. Listen, I'm not gonna say anything about people tuning in every day for things that are happening sure. right now. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm about sick of that. Yeah. Yep. I get it. It's been a long week. It's still this. This We're still in this week. Yes. Crazy. It's still this week. This is Friday of this week. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. National championship. You know what I was thinking? Yep. We were just, we were the national championship. Monday. <laughs> this week. Yeah. This, Monday. Yeah. Wow. This week. It does not feel like that was Monday. Nope. Yeah. I, we were in a lobby. We are in a lobby. That's right. Ty was cornering Pete Thamel in a lobby. Yeah, had to. Bruce was sternum bumping Ooh. Pete Thamel yeah, in a lobby. Three, one, three. Just like three, four days. Oh ago. my gosh! A lot <laughs> has happened. A lot has happened. Yeah, a lot. And I feel good with where we got to. Absolutely. I feel good with where we landed this plane mm-hmm. on Friday. We, la- we landed it. And guess what? Super Wild Card Weekend comes in, just washes it all away, and the next week is a new boom. And who's the last? And I'm sure nothing will happen going forward. Yeah, uh, of course not. Who's the last uh, guest of this week too? Hall of Famer. Yep, Jim Cantori. Good for us. Come on, good for us. Hell yeah. In the amount of news, saving Carroll Belichick from <laughs> Vrabel from Tuesday to Thursday. Yeah, that, that's been the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. That has certainly been a lot of the news. Um, well, Cantori throws out some nukes. He just starts <laughs> diving into all different areas that we talk about. So this is the show, right? That I'm allowed to. I can yeah. say whatever. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Son of a bitch. (laughs) What if he starts talking about the weather? Oh, I did not do enough research to check him. But I will get my skates on. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. What about the greenhouse effect? 
Boom. That's what I'll do. You know, I will. I'll do the whole thing. I promise. I'm a journalist. Hey, shout out to uh, Burke. What? Jimmy. What? Mike Foss. What? Now, Mike Foss took it. He did. Yeah, Fist got hit. He did. How's Foss doing? Fist got hit right? this week. Huh? Is Foss doing okay? Foss is okay. I think. I think. Yeah. I think Foss. He's a good dude. Good yeah, guy. I mean, we all love Mike. We do. Oh, yeah. Which is why, as it's happening, Ugh. I love you, Fosho. His shins were ready. Yeah, I was right. gonna say, yeah. If he if he's not over it yet, then it's we're at the point where it's hey, boo hoo, grow up, Mike. <laughs> that's that's what I would say to him. Well, and that's your relationship with him, which goes to show how much we like Fosho. Bingo. Yeah. Good point. Which yeah, is correct. how we should kind of lay that out. I got some questions from uh, Hembo that I've not read. Questions sent over about Super Wildcard Weekend. Some thought provoking. Okay. Mm, okay. So we'll call them interesting stats from Hembo, but they were in a note thing that got sent over to me that I, I thought there were going to be stats here, but it's just a bunch of questions for us to potentially okay, nice. hypothesize. Around. Like, like, a riddle, like a riddle or something? Could be. No, it's football stuff. It's like football about riddle. the game. Oh, riddles. Football no, it's not like uh, how many lemons grow on a lemon tree? 15. All of them. You're Damn wrong. it. Yeah, it's not that. Okay. It, it is not one of those. It's about the games from Super Wildcard Weekend. And we appreciate Hembo, by the way, that little handsome bastard yep. right there. Yeah, he got yeah. yammed on this morning. Felt <gasps> bad about it. Oh, somebody got a question right? Graz just dunked on his ass. Ma's gone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I thought maybe there was going to be a that boy bad. Shout out to Harry Douglas. Mm -hmm. We owe Harry and uh, Cole 10 grand each. Oh, that's right. Because they were pulling for Washington mm -hmm. during that mega uh, catch. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Colt and Acho were pulling for Texas. Did yep. Harry bring so, that up on Monday? So all the people that were who? Did Harry bring that up on Monday? No, I brought it oh, up to him, actually. Yeah. I was like, hey, we owe you 10 grand. Uh, <laughs> so all the people that were mad at, like Colt McCoy, hey, you're pulling for Texas. And like Acho, both Texas people. Uh -huh. And then Cole and Harry potentially going the other way. What are you doing? It's like, well... We are actually putting $10,000 yeah. behind it for them to get a little juice, you know, feel a little <laughs> energy. They certainly did that. Here we go. From Hembo. Browns-Texans questions here. Once again, I've not read these. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I do not know what they are. Which quarterback are we more confident in? <clears throat> the presumptive offensive rookie of the year or the 38-year-old with seven career road playoff wins? I don't like this. That's a good question, though. Good job, that's, a, that's that's one of those lower yeah, yeah, I don't topic like bars. That's a first day get up uh, yeah. topic yeah. bar right there. Yep. All right, con man, answer the question. All right, well, if I forgot, these are terrible questions from Hambo. Not interesting stats. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, mm. Well, we put the interesting stats up thing because we didn't know we were getting interesting questions. Right. Yeah. Well, we're not. Uh, but I. You don't know what uh, scroller. This one's true, a scroller, true, true. pal. Oh, for one, you're right. He can still come back. Uh, I'm gonna go. With um, Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum being behind C.J. Stroud projects C.J. Stroud above Joe Flacco. Okay, see, that's why we can't do this. <laughs> Give, me Stroud. Give me Stroud. Why? Not? Why? Because he doesn't know what he doesn't know. I, I don't like that, and he just basically played a playoff game. So he's they are coming in. In, in the lot house. In the lot yeah. house. And now they're in, down in the Stroud house. And I don't He's like got two of them down there. In yeah, the He's got two Stroud houses. No, there, there's two. only one Stroud house. Brown, He's got Brown, two. No, there is only one Stroud house, and that is in Houston. And this is the Lod House here in Indianapolis. The Stroud House is in Houston. Is it still Lod if the Stroud comes to Tide and yeah. beats him? It's the loudest. Anyways, anyway, people calling Lucas Oil Stadium Stroud House need to relax. We're building a brand here. First right. time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This is the first year. You're it's right. just such a layup. What did the Browns the have in their favor? 
a lot, a lot, a lot of momentum. And then, you know, they rested a lot of guys, which I'm sure was the right decision, and they lost by 40 to the right. Bengals. And I, I just don't like that. I like the team that's coming off of a playoff game versus a team that, you know, was riding this high, and are they anymore? Oh, okay, I'll ask you this question then, AJ. Uh, feels like you're the perfect one to ask this. How many quarterbacks would you take right now before C.J. Stroud? When also accounting for his rookie contract. You know, that's a whole other game that D'Amico Ryans and Nick Cesario down there get to play. Even if they lose this game at home in the playoffs of the Cleveland Browns, next four years for the Texans bode very well for them, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, I mean, how many guys are out there on the rookie contracts that have – Does any, is there anyone in his situation? I mean – Jaden Daniels next year, potentially. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – Right. Yeah, I wasn't going to say the F-bomb there, but I wanted to. Jaden Daniels. Duh. That's who That's who con man thinks is inevitably going to be the quarterback for the New England Patriots. Praying for him. I really hope so. Uh, would you throw Trevor Lawrence in there? Well, see, what happened at the end of the year? Just got mur- oh. He got hurt every single game. For Started the with the concussion, three. right? Concussion, yep. And then the next game, he was off through three picks. Yep. yep. Then there was an ankle. Ankle, ankle then shoulder. there was a shoulder. The guy's too tough for his own good. He got exactly. He hasn't missed. It was the first year he's missed the game. Last question for this game. AJ, this one goes to you as well. What plan must Houston employ to ensure Miles Garrett does not wreck this game? I want to let you know. Hembo, I got to watch the Miles Garrett scene, experience in mm-hmm. person. If he wants to take over a game, he will. But I assume the game plan is we got double, triple, chipper. What? This guy, like everybody is trying to do to Miles Garrett, AJ. Yeah, you will, but I wasn't there's was a stretch towards the end of the season I know where he had what five or six games with one sack or something, mm-hmm. but he was still super impactful. That's the thing. Use three, four guys, use whatever it takes. It's gonna open things up for everybody else and help the rest of the defense. So even if his stats aren't crazy, Miles can absolutely he, still take he, it over. They, oh sorry, good. They also have Laramie Tunsil. So like mm-hmm. they re- sure they, you know, need to help him if he's on the right side, but you would hope Laramie Tunsil, one of the highest paid left tackles. Oh, Laramie did an interview. Yeah. I saw some clips coming out of Laramie. Hilarious. He's, He's awesome. awesome. Laramie is phenomenal. Was his guy mm-hmm. in there? Oh, what's oh, his name? Saint. Uh, oh, Saint Omni. Saint Omni. There it is. Saint Omni. The the memo to everybody: Do not negotiate mm-hmm. with a human named Saint Omni. He is not NFLPA approved agent. Now we got a lot of horrendous agents mm-hmm. that have been approved by the NFLPA. Sure. But Saint Omni, the man that's making bigger deals than anybody else. Not allowed. No way. Don't interview. And then we talked to Laramie Tunzel, who allegedly got the deal done from St. Omni, and some bastard walks through the back on the phone. Yeah, kind of this guy's like, boom, that's it. Gun. That's that's St. Omni. Laramie Tunzel, front of the program. Yeah. CJ Stroud, front of the program. Oh, yeah. Right. I love the Houston Texans until they play the Colts in the lot house. Yeah. Joe Flacco, also front of the program. Yeah, we he love is. it. Hey, once he gets down on that grass. Oh, my God. Nothing better in the grass out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Flacco also did say reportedly that he, he told his teammates, hey, guess what? Over these next five weeks, we're going to do something very special that we're all going to remember forever. So Flacco's already in Vegas in his mind. Which, Well, here's another question then from Hembo here okay, okay. about that situation. Okay. What does Cleveland's success without Deshaun Watson tell us? about the future of Deshaun Watson. It's like, Hembo, I don't know what you're leading to here, but if Joey Flack wins a Super Bowl with the Cleveland Browns or even takes him to AFC Championship, even makes it to the divisional round, let's say he wins a playoff game for the Cleveland Browns, would only be the second one in forever or whatever. What do they do there, AJ? What are are they? 
You, you move on. The contract has has no outs. The Deshaun contract has no outs, correct? Like he, it's the most player friendly deal there is. David Mulligata, yeah. absolute yeah. dog. Yes. And the money goes to sixty four mil a year for the next three years. This is where the cap actually starts to hurt him. So you would assume it'd be impossible to trade. You would assume. No, yeah. Who's going to trade for that? Yeah, I mean, he's Deshaun has to be the guy. <sighs> Browns fans are going to be like, of course. Yep. Come on. <laughs> of course, we found the guy. Mm-hmm. Wins a playoff game. Everybody loves him. The whole city loves him. Doesn't care about the cold, throws the deep ball. He's very consistent. He causes no problems ever. Family he man. feels like a 10-year-old, he says, whenever he's playing for the Browns. I love just being a Cleveland Brown. This is the guy. Can't play him. Mm-hmm. How come? Well, we gave $240 million oh. to another. Uh, the most ever given to a quarterback at the same exact position. Phenomenal conversation piece for the offseason. Oh, yes. Depending upon how this goes. But I'm also pulling for C.J. Stroud yeah, in the yeah. AFC South. Even though I like Joey Flack, I'm pulling for. Is Arrowhead Stadium this weekend at negative 20 the biggest home field advantage currently in the playoffs? Isn't it uh, Dallas because they're so unbelievable at home? But I guess, mm. yeah, the, the cold. Miami is, what are, what are they, 111 or something like that under 40? Yeah, oh, for a, their last 10. Oh, for the last 10? Oh, sh- I didn't know you guys were over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, over. What's and the deal? Because you can't. You put air conditioning on a practice facility. That ain't going to get you a negative 20. No, we're sleeping with fans on this week, though. It should be fine. And you, what you're saying is, because there was a stat here that Hembo also sent me. That lest we forget that Miami went up to Buffalo in the playoffs last year in a game that kicked off at 27 degrees and scored 31 points with Skylar Thompson playing quarterback. Uh I don't know hand sizes between Skylar Thompson and Tua. I think that is a huge part of this entire thing. Like, what's the wind like though? The wind is the biggest thing when it comes to cold. Like, is it going to be crazy gusty and everything? Wind chill being that much? Yeah, that's brutal. That's a whole different world. Like, cold is one thing. Cold is fine. You can handle it. But when it's super windy and you can barely – you feel like, all right, let's just try to complete little six, seven yarders. Like, that's a different game there. And you guys can run the rock, though, right? That's what you're kind of banking on here, Gumpsh? That's kind of the whole idea for the Dolphins? Yeah, we need Mostert. The Mostert is likely to play. I saw Waddle running routes. It did not look too great, but they're saying Mostert good to go. Um, what percentage of Travis Kelsey must Travis Kelsey be? Dude, I mean, 83? I don't know what you want me to do here. 110, for sure. You know how they, my you know what these are? He, he throws these out every morning at get up, and these are what they didn't use today. Which, no, they might have used yeah, them. They we, they no, no, this no, the not this morning. Yeah. This is a scrappy. These are good. What? <laughs> yeah, what eight, 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 good. They didn't use them this morning. 83%. This morning was uh, who has more uh, reason to have credit for the Patriots' success, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Well, yesterday I did see on one of the shows, who's the better coach, huh? Saban or Belichick? Exactly. Like, Jesus, can we not one day just give them both a... God! It drives me insane, man. It grinds my gears, brother. I am not kidding. I am not kidding. It's not a joke. We did wonder why we could just give him one day. You know, both of those guys could just give him one day to be like, but when you're around Warcore. What are you going to talk about? You need to have that. Oh, yeah. It's not, as if, it's not as if we have the seven most important games of the, excuse me, six, of the entire NFL season to talk about. No, no, no. Let's talk about who deserves more credit so we can take credit from one of the two. I got a stupid idea. Okay. Because the Chiefs wide receivers haven't been incredible this year, with all due respect to Rasheed Rice, who's been a great rookie, will, um, will Jalen Ramsey, can he follow um, Travis, even though, you know, he's – 
I think that's probably where they would want him, right? Vic Fangio would probably Jalen's like the guy to cover. Yeah, Travis when, when X is out, Jalen does travel with the number one of the other team. They got to do the two on the two on the one, double the one, and put Jalen on Rasheed Rice, which is the patented Patriot Belichick move <laughs> from yeah. way back. But it's like <clears throat> Travis Kelsey, whatever you want to say, maybe it hasn't been working. It's playoffs, exactly, yeah. and all eyes are on Peacock only. That's yeah. Right. I heard that's becoming quite a conversation. Have you heard about this? I just learned of this over the last, like, 24 hours. So it's it's exclusively on Peacock, so people are pissed saying, oh, I got to I got to get Peacock to watch a playoff game. Can you get a free 30-day trial or whatever? Uh, I don't uh, think. I think it's like a, more so a free two hours, not a free trial. You get, like, a two-hour period where you can watch anything, and then. Yeah, it sounds like that. Is a voice that doesn't know the truth. Uh, I, that's what happened to me last year when they, they did this last year as well. What a move. Allegedly, they picked the Chiefs game, you know, so they could get all the Swifties on people. Smart. Which is obviously a good play. And anytime you have these two powerhouses coming together, so many superstars on the field in this game – only to be on Peacock, there is certainly going to be a part of our society that's not going to be thrilled about it. I just want to turn on TV and watch a game. Amen. Why can't I just... Why do I got to – and the NBC executives were like. Kind of smart. Kind of a smart move. Great. Very <laughs> smart move to get people onto Peacock, I think, personally. Yeah. But there's going to be people that aren't thrilled about it. And I assume the NFL, they, I, I, the up price, I assume, because you're taking away potential viewership on the biggest game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. Like that's prime time. Biggest, was- like the NFL likes – projecting their ratings mm-hmm. of like how many and whatever this is certainly cutting into that so it won't be able to be added into it but it's a great move for peacock who's been a great partner i guess with the nfl and i think peacock paid 110 million That's just right. for this game so it's like you know can they maybe offset that with like hey we can't post that 28 million people watch this but they paid us 110 million dollars for one game but it's fake outrage it's like peacock's five bucks how much are you going to spend on doordash to watch the game you know what i mean it's like you're going to spend the extra steps though don't you think it's not, the extra pr- it's not like anyone, it's for the old. anyone who says it's, that, like, okay, then, you know, if you're 80 years old and you're watching the game with yeah. something, like, call your son and have, or your daughter and have them set up Peacock for you. Like, it's just people bitching because you're they want to bitch. You're being an ageist right now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, because guess what? Like, my mom doesn't know shit about this kind of stuff, but she'll, she'd figure it out. She can figure it out. You know, yeah, it might take her 30 minutes to figure it out. She might miss the first quarter, which, you know. She's not yep. going to be thrilled. She's mm-hmm. not going to be thrilled. But, but then, guess what? And then, boom, she turns it on, and and they're talking about, you know, how cold it is, and two is out there, you know, with, like, a little thing covering up his, all you can see his eyes, and she's going to be like, thank God this is on Peacock. I'm pretty sure Collinsworth said that exact same thing on Sunday night. He said, find someone young, they'll download it for you, and then you got the game on. <laughs> boom. Or well, there $110 million for this game. Crazy for one I, game. I thought it'd be more. The NFL does whatever the NFL wants to do. Mm-hmm. Think about the Pac-12. May they rest in peace. They couldn't get a deal done, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no. that's why this whole thing happened. Now a network tore up a TV contract. Correct. That is yet to be. Is that ESPN? No. Oh, not it wasn't, no. But nonetheless, they couldn't get a deal done anywhere, and then all the NFL just walks in and goes. Uh, you want one game in a weekend in which we have six of them with four different broadcast partners? Mm, $110 million will do. Done. Like, that's just one game for this weekend for the NFL. When you're talking about being just a cash cow, having the world buy the entire cojones, yeah. mm-hmm. the NFL has that.
Oh, yeah. And good for them. Congratulations. Not easy to do that. That Peacock thing's going to get loud. The thing I hate about Thursday nights, and I'll obviously we'll go and watch Prime. We got a lot of friends that are oh, a yeah. part of that whole program. So, like, going to watch it. Love NFL. We're not the people that are going to be pissed off about it. We have relatively good internet here where we live. There's people that are pissed because they have bad internet, whatever. That's going to affect Peacock for sure this weekend. But, like, commercial breaks. That This is real. Not being able to do anything during commercial breaks. Right. That grinds my yep. gears, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can I, I can understand that because it, it's maddening, especially during the prime. And you bring it up prime. Where why didn't Bezos say, Oh, 110? Yeah. We'll give you two hundred. Let's put that son of a I bitch do wonder on why they didn't get a, yeah. a, a playoff game. I assume that's in the next one. Rogers just like, wait yeah. until you see the playoff games. Herbie said it's after the national championship. I ain't working. Oh, that oh, makes Kirk, sense. Street. Yep. Is the reason why Amazon doesn't have a playoff game. <laughs> he does. Kirk swing, refused. He does swing a big stick. You know, Bezos went up to Al. Hey, Al, uh, we're thinking about maybe getting a playoff game. Cost of $200 million. How do you feel about it? And I was like, would love to do it, obviously, if Kirk will do it. And Check Kirk's like, season's over, bro. Is it because they got the Black Friday game? You think they just gave them that and they said, did pay it. maybe, but that's vastly different than a playoff game, especially during Super Wild Card weekend. You know, like, Thanksgiving weekend, certainly a regular season. That's a good celebration. Mm -hmm. But a playoff game is like, here we go. Cream of the crop. The one on at a time, too, is a whole new oh, game best. changer. Do we know what Fox is paying for their playoff package? I wonder if it's all part of the bundle whenever they sign like a 10-year deal or whatever mm -hmm. it is. But anyways, joining us now is a man who's going to be able to give us information that we need. Oh. Yes. This particular guy and his producer actually sent us graphics to use. Yep. To help explain what this man is going to break down for us. Now, we are massive NFL fans, and we do know it's going to be cold mm -hmm. in a couple of different places, but how cold? What should we expect? Well, let's go to the greatest weatherman <laughs> that isn't named Joe DiNardo <laughs> in the history of humans. 37 years at the Weather Channel. This man has eaten every single hurricane that has hit land here in the United States of America. Every tornado's wind has felt Cantori's skin. He's in Chicago now covering a thunder snow. Jim Cantori. Yeah! What an introduction, dude. What an introduction. Oh, my goodness. That was incredible. Hey, we watched Look at it. this. I haven't, I haven't shaved in a week. I've been out in winter weather for a week now. Isn't that nuts? Well, that's the thing. You're a method actor out there. You know that the snow is probably what you're going to be battling here for the next few weeks. So you grow up that fur. Right. You grow up that beard. We watched you this morning on CBS. And the first thing you said Did on you your- you see that? Yeah. The first thing you said, oh though, God. Jim, you said, it is hammering snow right now. We're like, love this guy. Yeah. Like, you're the only human. That's going to talk like that. Now, the weather's bad in a lot of places. This weekend for right. us as sports gamblers, it's a big deal. Let's start in Kansas City. They're talking about this being a historically cold game in the history of the NFL. What are what like? How sure are we that it's going to be freezing? How, do we know this is going to be the case? And what is your kind of read on it? Oh, it's definitely going to be freezing. And I'm not talking about 32 or below. I'm talking about zero Fahrenheit or below. Okay. So, I mean, when you, when you, first of all, when you think about cold games, guys, go back to the Ice Bowl, right? In 67, Packers, Cowboys. But, and this wasn't on these nice, cushy fields. This was on solid freaking ground. All right. There was no grooming. There was no like heaters on the side. I mean, this was like solid cold. Big time. So this, you know, it, it's almost like unfair. I mean, that was 13 below with a wind chill of 36 below. Uh, you know, when Miami comes to Kansas City, granted, the, the Dolphins aren't used to this stuff, but you're talking about below zero um, sometime around kickoff and certainly into the second, third, and fourth quarters. 
So, so that, that that's definitely the coldest game we got. So for me, I got the chance to play in Kansas City. I think it was uh, negative seven wind chill or something Jeez. like that with how it was. Field right. was frozen completely through. Now you talk about, you know, the modern grooming and it's a playoff game. You'd assume that wouldn't be the case. How about the wind? When I see wind chill being that different, we're talking high wind. Is that why it's so much? Like, how do we calculate you, the wind chill? Let me chill? ask you something. What did you have underneath, like as a base layer? Yeah, I mean, even, you even had a base layer, though. Back then, it was just thermals. It was cotton. <laughs> you had polypropylene and everything. I mean, you know, I, I'm warm out there with this one layer. So it doesn't can, take a lot to keep us warm. Yeah, you're right. Modern technology is certainly exactly. great, Huge. and we appreciate that, especially with the heaters on the benches. But whenever we see the temperature is negative 5 and then wind chill is negative 25, I don't think I fully understand how anybody calculates that. But does that just tell me it's going to be windy as shit there, Jim? Or, or what, what? how do we – how's the wind yeah, going to play I mean, this? You, you factor in the wind. You, you factor in you know the fact that you, you know when the wind hits you, it's actually evaporating moisture – pulling moisture off your body, thus cooling it, uh, any exposed skin. They're talking about exposed skin, you know, where you can freeze. And typically at minus 25, you're going to have a wind chill warning. So we're going to have wind chill warnings over just over probably half the states in the lower 48 with this, with this air mass. So that's a huge number of states, certainly, uh, where we could be dangerous for being outside for a short period of time. But, you know, you got the heaters. I, I, I mean, these guys are going to do what they got to do. I mean, if you remember, uh, what was it? The Giants went to uh, Green Bay mm-hmm. back Awful. a few years ago. That was a cold game. That was a really cold game. Tough, uh, tough loss being a Packers fan and all. But, hey, oh. I'm over it by now. It took a few years. I won't lie. But, listen, um, it's the great equalizer, right, guys? At the end of the day, the weather's the great equalizer. Everybody has to deal I with it, so. I guess. The yeah, whole right, Exactly. Everybody's got to play through it. The whole – it takes away moisture, which then like, – I've never heard that before. <laughs> never. Obviously, we need to talk a little bit more. Go ahead, AJ. Okay, so here's the deal. Go down to Kansas City, <laughs> take off your shirt like some of the fans will, likely in the stands, and see how that feels. No drinking. You just got to do it sober. Let's see how that feels. Well, it's going to be terrible, Jim. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to Exactly. Or at least take your shirt and soak it in water first, then go outside. Okay, Stay. Jim. Jim, we can't have you. Some more people. Yeah. They'll try it. Go I ahead, AJ. understand it. Yeah, science. It's a science experiment, obviously. Go ahead, AJ. Science. Jim, Jim, what's what's going on in Buffalo with when you look at the, the weather situation? Uh, Buffalo looks uh, interesting, too, because we, we've actually got cold air coming over the lakes. So now you could be talking about playing in the snow, which is another great equalizing aspect of, of football, certainly when you got to play in the snow. Uh, the Bills, certainly no stranger to playing there. The Steelers, I mean, climate-wise, they don't use, they're not, there's not a big difference. But when you're playing in the snow, you're trying to hold the ball, kick the ball, uh, it gets a little sloppy out there. Probably the best player in the snow ever, probably Brady. Yeah, I yeah, I think everybody right? was saying yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Most, a lot of snow games and uh, maybe Adam Vinatieri. But huge games, yeah. right? Yeah. But huge games. When games are on the line, this is it. We either we either sink or swim with this game. So, uh, you know, again, th- th- this is going to have to be one of these things where, where the Bills have been fighting it all year and they're going to have to fight it again, this time with the weather. I think Aaron Rodgers would also say, hey, in the cold, I've been okay. Mm-hmm. And that's because his hands are – Massive. Josh Allen, historically huge hands mm-hmm. as well, so it feels like he's a nice fit. Whenever I was a rookie, I played in Buffalo the last game of the season. Uh, I think like 10 inches fell during the game. They had to plow the entire thing. Why is Buffalo get such heavy snow versus other places? And at 20 to because 20... They, because of the lake. Because of the lake. With the way that the wind trajectory comes in over the lake. So it can come in. They may not get the heaviest snow out of the whole event, but they'll get enough so it'll coat the field and things like that because temperatures will be dropping into the teens, which is no picnic either. So that's another thing. Remember I was telling you, when, you got, when you're when you wet, 
and the winds are gusting 20, 25 miles an hour, that, that makes it tough. So the hand, you're going to have to keep the hands warm. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to get as warm as they can uh, on the sidelines. Why does a lake break. generate wind? Well, the lake, there's nothing to stop it. So it just comes right across the lake. That's a, that's a prevailing wind flow. And what happens is it's, the lake is warm. The lake's, you know, 35, 40 degrees right now because it's unfrozen. It'll be frozen after this weekend, but it won't be frozen until <laughs> then. So it's going to allow the moisture from the lake to come up uh, into the atmosphere and the lower layers of the atmosphere because it's so doggone cold. Clouds will form. And then guess who's sitting at the end of all that? Buffalo. So Buffalo gets crushed um, with heavy snow. And my producer, Pederak, and I, we, we've been in Buffalo during a snowstorm, and it's not pretty. Pederak is it, a it, tough it, name. Yeah. Well, no, wow. But it, it, no, but seriously, we were driving to our livestock location, and Steve, all of a sudden, he's like, I don't know where, I don't know where the road is. I'm like, dude, slow down. Just slow. Because you get blinded because the snow is coming at you. It's so heavy. So it, it's really crazy when it starts snowing off the lake. Really crazy. And this is the kind of snow we're going to get somewhere near Buffalo. Okay. Look, you're right over the field. I don't know. Okay, let's so let's talk, let's talk about The boys have questions for you, Jim, and we can't thank you enough for joining us. Obviously, we're focusing on Kansas City and Buffalo. You were in Chicago. You said the lower 48 is going to have wind chill warnings. What are, we're in the middle of just winter kicking everybody's ass right now and launching officially. Yeah, we haven't had much of a winter. I mean, we've had these storms. They've been, you know, ass kickers. But at the end of the day, guys, we really haven't had uh, – uh, a super cold air mass come in behind uh, a low pressure system. This time it will. All right. And this time we set the stage, believe it or not, for bringing maybe even some snow in Dallas on Monday. Wouldn't be surprised to me. Whoa. Memphis, Little Rock, uh, and maybe, you know, the I-95 corridor, which hasn't had much snow at all. It's been rain and flooding. They may even have some as we get into, uh, let's say, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we could finally break the snow drought up there. Wow. So, yeah, it, it's it's cranking, man. It's hyperactive right now. It's Cantori season. Tone Diggs, your biggest fan, has That's a question. That's pretty much right on the money. Yeah, yeah Jim, huge fan. Um, I wanted Because they're talking about in Buffalo, like, from 3 to 18 inches, and they're talking about it's where the snow bands land. How do right. the snow bands work in, in up in Buffalo? Well, I mean, they said that you have air that converges over the lake, right? you got the prevailing wind flow, which is going to come out of the west, all right, and it's going to meet the southwest wind right there over the lake. So this yeah. band will develop, this east-west band. It'll look just like this big, long streamer, and you'll see it on radar. Sometimes, by the way, you get thunder and lightning out of those. It's pretty wild, snow. which only means enhanced snowfall. It only means, you know, two, three, four inches an hour type snowfall rates. And this is the first time we've had that kind of cold air uh, over these Great Lakes. So it is going to be nuts. Anybody downwind of the lake that's set up in these favorable band areas, like Buffalo, uh, is going to do really well. Okay. It's going to be, really well. it's going to be great TV, obviously. Yeah. Another uh, player, yeah. LaShawn yeah. McCoy, has been mentioned yeah. as one of the best snow players uh, of all time because of what he was able to do. He seemingly never lost grip. Mm -mm. AJ, you just got to keep your feet under you, right? Isn't that what everybody says, be an athlete? Yeah. Try to keep all your cleats in the ground. Yeah, you're trying to. Yeah, it's tough. That's what Jim Cantori does Hell every yeah. single storm. Speaking of, Connor has a question for you about you. That's right. Yeah, Jim, um, you know, you just mentioned one storm where you guys were driving and you couldn't see, and, you know, oh, who yeah. knows what would happen in that situation. And you, you've been doing this for 30 plus years, almost four decades at this point. Has it ever crossed your mind, like, I'm going to die in one of these <laughs> storms? Uh, or are you just one of those guys where you'll know when you meet your match when it comes to storms and you'll say, hey, you know what, I'm going to hang up the thermal. I'm gonna hang up the you know rain jacket. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it quits on this Hall of Fame career that you've had. Uh, Ian was probably the one that really kicked my butt pretty hard because I was standing out 
in the middle of the street. Uh, literally, I don't know how I didn't blow over. There was one gust that came along. Uh, I don't know how I didn't go airborne. But my producer gets in my ear. You know, you guys know, you got IFBs, earpieces, they talk to you. And she's like, get out of there. Get out of there right now. Get inside. <laughs> so we decided to do the rest of the broadcast from the garage. But sometimes. Oh, my kid, Tori. Backed up. You're so pumped up to do your job and get out there and play hard. You don't really think, gosh, I could actually get hit by a damn piece of street sign. I, I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes. And, and that's, you know, you're just into the game. You're into the moment. Can't and, and you kind of ignore the weather. How do you feel about the people that say, you're telling us we need to stay inside. You can't go outside. And then literally you're yelling at us from outside. Like, is it because you just know what's coming more than anybody else? You know how to f- deal with it? Why do you think that is the case? Right. I mean, listen, when we're out there, I mean, it's not a panacea. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get hit by something. I'm knocking on plastic wood right yeah, now. Yes, are we? Yeah, thanks, guys. No, but, I mean, the, the deal is, 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 you, is I'm like, look, if I'm going to be one of these guys that says, listen, you have to leave. I need you to leave because this is a dangerous storm and storm surge is coming in. Uh, hopefully I'm going to be out of way enough of the storm surge or I'm going to be high enough where I can show you what's happening where you guys can watch it in the safety of wherever you've evacuated to. That's, I mean, that's really how I look at it. I want to be, look, at if I'm the guy who asked you, asked you to leave, I want you to be uh, seeing why I asked you to leave. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. So I'm, he, I'm, ta- I'm taking you there. Here's Hurricane Ian uh, and Cantori battling. <laughs> Obviously holding the hat on, battling against some winds. And then he has a producer in the ear say, a stop sign might just come slice your head off on live Get TV. We would like that to not happen. I want to let well, you know. It, it's, really, it's really interesting because all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're monitoring the social media. Oh, no. Yeah, right there. That that I don't know how I didn't go airborne right there. I find that that if that pole was not there, that street sign. Look at you though, ten toes one, down, no, getting full good. cleats on the ground. Yep, that's bad. what we're talking about for this weekend for these games. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's slippery because you become like you know you're weightless, <laughs> and then just on the other side of that sign was the building. So all I had to do was get on that other side, and I could get out of the wind, which is where my cameraman was, where my producer Steve was. That's where we, you know, that's where we had safety for 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 my crew. But you know, I want to show you what it's like to be out there in it. And it, it, you know, sometimes you just have to be told when to get out of the storm. But no, nobody's going to tell everybody to get off the field. You got to play the damn game for four quarters. Hell yeah! If not you, so, then who, Jim? If not you, then who? Ty has a question for you about this storm. So, All Jim, right. you're saying we're in the throes of this thing right now, and uh, you know, like I, I'm from Iowa, I see a lot of people sending me like that. They've got you know over a foot of snow, expecting six to right. eight more inches today. Uh, and then you mentioned you know Dallas and some of these other places next week, Tuesday, Wednesday. Is this the type of thing where we're going to be in this for a couple weeks? And like, is this type of weather going to potentially affect? games next weekend as well uh yeah i mean i think this i, I think we're in this certainly through next weekend i mean you, know, you can't just baltimore next weekend jim baltimore definitely next weekend yeah so they're in they're in as well it's, it's going to be the coldest games of the season i mean let's face it guys we had a very mundane october we had a record warm january we had a record warm december and now all of a sudden this is really our first massive chunk of arctic air that we're going to have to deal with it's coming down it's hard to erode these things especially when you lay down a snowpack which we're doing so it's kind of like having a refrigerator right to keep the air mass in there and all then all you need is another reinforcing shot so i don't know if it's going to be as cold certainly you know below zero but let's face it 
it's no picnic playing in the teens. It's no picnic uh, playing in the 20s, especially if you have a wind howling at you at about 25 miles an hour. It's that infamous windshield factor that really gets you. That's what you feel in your body. Hell yeah. That's who everybody will be battling in Kansas City and yes. Buffalo and Cantor will be battling yep. every single day. Amen. You and Mother Nature have really been doing a dance together here for almost four decades, and we appreciate the hell out of your salsa, pal. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Uh, <laughs> Pat, you know, we, we get at each other. We cuss a little bit at each other, but in the end, uh, we have a mutual respect for each other. That's the way it should be. <laughs> I uh, think yeah. so, too. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cantor. Yeah, yeah Jim. Jim, you got to worry about Mother Nature, and he's like, she's got to worry about me, too. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm going to show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Jim Cantore just joined the show. Legend. That feels pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pumped about it. Now, this guy right here, obviously, if he was still with us. Does he know Denar- Does he know like of Donardo's greatness? Call him back. That's Call why, him back. That's why he got into the game. Is I that- didn't see him like salute or anything when you talked about he him. He laughed during the intro. I know that. So he knows Donardo. He knows He's probably not in his Zoom anymore. He probably left. Son of a... He knows. That would have been a nice little tribute to Donardo. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah, he knows Joe. Joe created the Doppler, so... Yeah. So. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? We think. Yeah. Joe. Joe the Doppler Donardo. <laughs> That's yep. what we were told before we had internet on a phone. You know what I mean? Whenever we were growing up. I believe yep. it. Whenever no somebody said something confidently, that was gospel forever. Mm-hmm. Especially yep. if it was somebody older than you. Kids these days have no idea about that. Yeah. Hey, why does this happen? And then somebody older than you says it with like conviction. It's like, huh. oh, that's the answer. And you just lock it in. Mm-hmm. Maybe shape your life. Those yeah. were good days. Might Absolutely. shape your life. You know how they say, if you ain't first, your last kind of shaped Ricky Bobby's mm-hmm. life. There's numerous times before there was internet on phones where answers were given to people that were completely wrong and shaped lives forever. That's how I know Donardo built the Doppler. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I would lo- say Twitter's kind of still similar to that thinking, though, after what we went through this week. 100%. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. You're right. Yeah. That card. <laughs> Twitter's 1990. Diggs. I see you, Diggs, in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had that in the drafts mm-hmm. before the show started. <laughs> at, at Cowboy Hat, don't <laughs> run. Turns out, since you're on the show, you know who's coming on the show, and you know stuff about the show. No, uh, that's not what I heard. You and Nick mm-hmm. have no idea. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. These people know more, of course. Always do. Still people reporting. Like, Oh, yeah. I want to tell some of them, like, you have no idea how stupid you look right now. But inevitably, it'll, everybody will find out. We'll mm-hmm. see you on Monday. Cheers. That was good out. Let's go. <laughs> nice. That was, good. that was good out. This week's been a long one. Yep. Okay, we're going to make our picks on the other side. A shout out to Jim Cantor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. E. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Is he ever in just like a nice setting? Like no wind? No. He's not getting beat up? No. Ever? I like he, he'd I like probably the, be bored. I like that he stays at some pretty... Donji Hotel, it appeared as well. Oh, yeah. His producer told me he got in it. They were doing a hit at like 3.30 in the morning, so he took a two-hour nap before uh, he came on our show. Got two double beds, him, the producer, the cameraman. <laughs> yep. We're just bouncing around looking for weather. Same thing we've been doing for 37 years. I think he vacations in uh, Halifax. Nova Scotia? Yeah. No, I think he's in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Oh, okay. I heard it in Arctic. Up near Saskatoon. I think he has a timeshare up there. Not in the summer, though. Why was he telling people to go shirtless out there? I think that's pretty dangerous. He wanted you to get your shirt wet and then put it on. It does. Yeah, go try it. See what happens. People like, will die. <laughs> Jim, we don't want to try it. What are you doing? The whole wind chill thing is fascinating to me. How do you measure the absence of temperature that low is another thing. I don't know how that works. Is it something with the mile per hour of wind with the 
temperature and it's some kind of equation. Boom. Okay. But just forget the wind chill thing. How do they measure the absence of temperature? Well, it's negative nine today. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's not point. negative seven. How, how, how do you go the other way? Like whenever it's present, I understand that you can measure it, but the absence of temperature, how do they measure that? When was the first thermometer ever made, too, is the other question. Joe DiNardo. I think you're dealing with the barometer when you get that low. That's Because you see, most things I see go zero this way. Mm -hmm. Barometer's like pressure, Yeah, right? it's pressure. Yeah. yeah. Atmospheric pressure, yeah. Which might be a yeah, part how of the does wind it chill. Bingo. Be. Huh. Is the mercury? If you've Isn't ever seen uh, Day After Tomorrow. I think mercury's in the thermometer. Yeah. In the thermometer, yeah, yeah. So is that how they... Red stuff. But how do you calibrate that to where it can do all that? And to the other way. Yeah, to go blow. Yeah. We asked them to figure it out. At one point, smart people did figure that out. I mean, we just... They've been around for a while, I feel like. Thermometers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm talking about negative... How do you know it's negative 25? Like, it feels like... Yeah. Yeah. It feels like... You could have told me negative 100. Yeah, exactly. It would have... You know what? Like, you can tell the difference huh. between 65, 80. Yeah. 75. Yeah, 65, 75. Yeah. But negative... Kind of anything. Yeah, at that point. It all just feels. Yeah, lower than negative five. Like, it might as well be <laughs> negative 50. It might as well be. Mm -hmm. So the wind chill being negative 25 to negative 24, it's like, how do we know? Well, let's see. The moisture wicking wind. Exactly. Oh. Yep. How much moisture is in the air mm -hmm. mixed with the wind speed with the temperature? Put it all together. Miserable. That's all I'm hearing. Yeah. Thank God I'm not playing football anymore. Mm -hmm. I am so happy I don't have to do that. I couldn't even imagine for guys that had to run their heads into people. Ugh. Okay, Tori's saying, like, it's easy for him to stay warm now with technology. Yeah, maybe your body and your arms a little bit, but, man, your hands and feet when you're playing, that's just, it's almost impossible. Even no matter, I used to wear, when it was really cold, like the hybrid scuba slash football gloves. They were just thick. You, I'm sure you guys have seen them. They helped, but still, like, and you put liners underneath them, too, and, it doesn't matter. Like five minutes into that stuff, your fingers are gone. And everybody says, put the seal suit on. You can't, not everybody can move. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. In the seal suit. Scuba divers aren't, no, you know, no. they don't need to get loose. They don't need to get open. They just need to be able to evade a shark or two, mm -hmm. which is usually done with smooth movements. So, when like Tom Brady, I think, used to wear a scuba suit every time. But he yeah. doesn't have to, no. You know, there isn't a lot of body movement out of Tom Brady. If anybody gets close, he's actually just. Mm -hmm testing out that scuba suit going down. So it's how people handle it. Can't wait to watch. I'm sure there's going to be people with no long sleeves on. Oh, yeah. yeah. It will, let's make sure we shirtless all remember. warm-ups. Yeah. we got shirtless warm-ups for sure going to happen. Write those down. Let's all remember they're tough, those guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because that's what they're looking well, for. Well, yeah. I hope guys just troll people and go shirtless warm-ups for 30 minutes and then put on a hoodie underneath their jersey for the game. One of those jackets from practice. One of those fur yeah, jackets yeah. from mm -hmm. practice underneath. But let's remember the guys that go without sleeves, and let's make sure we tell them they're tough. Dogs. Because that's what they're looking for. <laughs> for sure. So let's make sure we give them that. But the people that really figure it out, we need to applaud them as well. The parka poncho thing mm -hmm. on the heated bench. Smart. The play. A must. But that only happens if you don't play a lot. Mm. So good luck to everybody that has to be on the field. All right, we'll make our picks on the other side. Also, country musician artist made his picks for us. Oh, no. Nice. Not for us, for the internet, but we definitely ripped it and said, yeah, going to be a part of our picks. Okay, so, okay. that. Uh, I think we can maybe take... No, let's not take calls. This is not the week to do that. No, right. no it's not. <laughs> let's get to a break. Hour three will be on the other side as we make our picks and hopefully propel ourselves into the greatest weekend we've ever had 
in our entire life. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. There's been magical weekends for people. You get married, you have a baby, right. all that type of stuff. Let's go ahead and put those to the side. Those are personal ones. But whenever it comes to experiencing something awesome, Super Wild Card Weekend has lived up to the hype over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. One game on at a time. Mm-hmm. Three days straight of games. Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> is happening in a super fashion this weekend. That is A.J. Hawk. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys turn Diggs is here. And before we make our picks, okay, we have to do a little uh, Thunderdome business. Have to. Needs to be handled. Mm-hmm. During the commercial break, this happened on this floor right over here. And uh, honestly... I don't know how we move forward with this being a situation that has occurred. Ha! Are you kidding me? Ty was so... So distraught about his reaction. If we could run that back one more time, full screen on that thing. His reaction is out of a movie. He he literally, he's just trying to get a water, stay hydrated, because the amount of caffeine that he yep. takes every yep. day God. is certainly dehydrating for him. We don't think it's good. We've told him numerous times. Many His doctor told him he needs to slow down. He can't help it. He needs to be plugged into a computer. One year on our show, one year on the video that he's editing for TikTok and or Instagram. The man is wired pretty tight. Should not feel as if he's going to die in a Thunderdome <laughs> work either yeah. at any moment. No. But during the break, Ty just wanted to go say hello and give him a little startle. Watch his reaction here. This is friendly grounds. Uh-huh. Friendly ground. Nobody's getting in here. No. We have a great relationship, Talk and I. Everybody would talk, yeah. I think. And here's how he responds. Not everybody. Jeez. Double water throw. It goes in his eyes. Are you kidding? It goes in his eyes. He's a cartoon character. Talk. You're doing good, Bob. Hey, baby, talk, talk. Oh, no. Talk. You're doing good, pal. Tick. I believe we have the video of talk. Yeah, there it is. He's behind you. Yeah, there he is. He's baby, never going to feel safe again. He's never going to feel safe again filling his water up. How do you talk? Good hey, work, listen. Tick. Talk. Nobody's going to try to get you here, okay? You're good. Safe place. Hey, you're in a safe spot, okay? Good yeah. haircut. Yeah, thank you. He's yeah. All right, thank you. Yep. All right, I'm in the middle of a video right now. Thanks. Lombardi just called Basaccia wrong name. <laughs> yeah, got to go to dinner. Those hey. are tough. Thank you. Thank you, Talk. Let's go, Tick. That's one of the most uh, nuclear weapon humans yeah. yep. that has ever existed. Now, you've called somebody a nuclear weapon, and they've gotten incredibly offended and wanted you fired. Yeah, true. Could you imagine you did that whenever we were on ESPN, how loud that would have got? Oh, boy. I actually haven't thought about that, but you're right. I just thought of it the <laughs> yeah. first time. Is now, that- when you say that, you mean like he grew up next to a nuclear power player, right? <laughs> no, like too no, close no, to the no, reactor? No. No, I mean, like, a weapon is somebody that can cause mass destruction in a good way. Yes. Mm-hmm. The output that comes from weapon is something that is not expected. No. Nuclear weapon is like, this is a machine. Yeah, this get out of the way. This is mass production somehow yeah. out of a thing that should not be as productive. We all watch Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, that thing, you know, pretty relatively size-wise, mm -hmm. what it was able to do. And obviously that ended up much more serious. I think there's still some hard feelings, as there should be, you know, yeah, a couple sure. generations changed. We're talking about human nuclear weapon who seemingly gets 10 people's worth of work done mm -hmm. in one eight-hour period. Yes. They run six miles on the treadmill, and you hear every step. Yeah. Claps, his feet clap on the treadmill. I've never heard it before. Six miles. Yep. Like he's running flippers. They don't go home. All right, guys. Yep. Happy. Comes back. Put it on repeat. Yep. We appreciate you talk, but I love you, talk. Talk. you need talk, not talk. be, uh, you know, you know, as yeah, skittish. Hey, you should have seen him in his heyday too. What's that, boy? Oh, boy, he's got a lot more nicknames. Uh, let's just say when I met Talk, the first time I ever met Talk. It was the first night of college, and he was passed out in the quad <laughs> like a starfish. <laughs> not, not like not like hidden behind a bush. Starfish, middle of the walkway to get into a building. That's the first time I ever saw that kid. Well, I could see how you'd want to befriend that type of man. Sure. But also, uh, I could see how that could be how talk kind of came up. Whatever got you to this point, talk, mm. you should be proud of it all. Amen. You know, absolutely. And, uh, keep going. All right, I think as we wrap up, I think it's time. Let's, Let's do, do this. Don't you think, AJ? What are the records at right now? What happened after last weekend? So we're tied. Yeah. Oh, boy. We are completely tied. Wow. Six, six, and five Jeez. on the season, both of us. How do you guys do this? Well, it's How does this happen? It's because picking games isn't easy. No. Right? It's not easy. Both you know? of you, though, here. Jeez. I mean, AJ going 12 and four in the last Pretty week. Pretty good. Phenomenal. 10 and six. I'm pumped. I made money last week. Hey, oh, yeah. Be. A lot, lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah. You, the Colts won. Yeah. Goodson. Yeah, the Stroud House. I'm sorry. I, who was I rooting for? Stroud House. On Saturday night. Who was I Don't rooting for? Don't echo it. We need to stop <laughs> saying that. NRG Stadium is the Stroud House. Right. Okay, down in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. We got something here with the lot. I agree. So don't be trying to ruin it. I'm not you trying to. You have to live here. Okay? CJ comes to town one time. That's true. Yeah. You, we get a chance to experience that thing. Maybe. We'll see. Still, contract has not been signed. Oh, okay. There are some things that we have to negotiate. Oh, mm -hmm. you don't say. For us to potentially be back in there. Duh. Uh, you know, we'll, business will be business, but mm -hmm. let's assume we're back in there. We need the lot house to continue. I agree. Yeah, but you're continuing to try to rebrand it. No, no, no. I think we need to take it back. I'm not, I don't want to rebrand it, but this is just, you know, something. This is a Burrowhead situation. You know, when, when things happen oh, no. of this nature, you have to. I hope we got the Houston Texans week one at home. Me too. That's exactly. What I, that's what I hope happens. I completely agree. Might. Well, C.J. Stroud, just another offseason under his belt. And another, now yeah. he's got playoff game experience. I'm sure he's going to get worse. Yeah, might not be at home either because if they win it all, then they'd have to do banner night in NRG. Okay, so our first home game, though, first quarter of the season, okay. I would like that to happen so that we can potentially, you know. Mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson saying all the right things, by the way. Yes, he is. He's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Good answers. Great answers. Great answers. Love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's an entertaining Human and football player. Right. Very. Just need them to survive. AFC South, packed, except for Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to worry about them for the next 50 years because that, that franchise will never win anything significant. I don't know if that's true. I wholeheartedly believe that. Have you heard this, AJ? This is his thing. It's the Vrabel curse is what he's calling it. He's This is a Vrabel curse. They are a poverty franchise, I believe is what you called them. Quote, unquote, yes. That is what I said. Oh. You're quote, unquote, yourself. I'm quote, unquote, myself, yes. Yeah, it's terrible. It means they're at the bottom. They mm -hmm. Their stadium was falling apart this year, but they just put out some 
uh, renderings of the new stadium. Sick. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. See you at 2040. Nashville, it, that's what it's Nashville, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Perfect Great. city. Love Nashville. Would love to be able to live there. Potentially. Love. Absolutely. And have a team that is great at football, but I don't know. You can prove us wrong, obviously, down there. Yeah. But that feels like a situation that is maybe, you know, staring down a couple. What if they, what if they hire Bill Belichick? They still have the curse? Uh-oh. I don't know if they're going to do that. If there was already issues with Vrabel in the GM, allegedly. Yeah. I don't know if Bill Belichick should come in. I know. Yeah, Rand. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Let's do it, Rand. I don't know if that's going to. Whatever you want to do, Rand. It's up to you. Now, I'll just coach the guys. This is exactly what I said about Guti, though, too. Like, do we know if Guti True. is a guy or not? Had not done, and he, they have proven it this year. They make the playoffs in the first year with all his team, basically, that he collected. Yep. Rand, same exact thing. We'll mm-hmm. find out. Yeah. You know, is Rand the guy? Is Amy uh, involved? How much? Who's going to be the coach that leads him? The Washington Commanders hired a general manager from uh, San Francisco. Yep. Here you go, Commies. Congrats to Adam, I think his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peters. Connor Peters. Pissed. Yeah, congrats to him. How come? I wasn't too happy about it. He was a scout in New England. Yeah, I he wanted him. If it says it there, but he's a scout in 2003, 2008. He was one of the guys that brought in Mayo. Uh, I, I thought he was a great fit, but we'll get somebody who's way better. The good news about like the GM hires is we don't know shit about fuck about any of them. No, we don't. Nope. You know, who got hired? Wow, been in the league 30 years. Okay, oh, okay, he's got Wow, big brain, huh? And then either great or terrible, and then we're restarting the whole process of not knowing who the fuck they're hiring anyways. Mm-hmm. Excited for Super Wildcard Weekend. We are currently 6-6-5 six, six, and five against each other. This is going to have heavy implications on the show for the entire offseason. Let's start with the Browns traveling to Stradhaas mm-hmm. NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. The Browns favored by two right now. It was once three, I believe. It was uh, two and a half, then three, yeah. Uh, now it's at two. CJ and the boys are getting points at home. Home dogs. Eight, three, and two the last 10 seasons. Ooh. In the playoffs. And that's probably because Denzel Ward with the knee. Got injured in mm-hmm. practice. That's a massive piece of it. Chuck Pagano yesterday said they'll go man against those guys, and then they'll try to bring the house and the pressure on C.J. Stroud. Now that you lose one of your man guys, will the backup be able to do that? We have to transfer. Will you not be as pressure-oriented on C.J. Stroud? What does that mean for the offense? We don't know. Browns, Texans, two-point spread. Home dogs, A.J., who do you like? So, yeah, I'm surrounded by a lot of Browns fans here in Ohio. They're, they are very, very excited about what Joe Flacco has done with this team and where they're going. But, man, when I look at it, obviously CJ's awesome. He's going to be awesome for a long time. But I'm, I'm taking the Browns here. I think they, are a little, they have a little bit of magic left still in them. So uh, give me the Browns minus two. All right. I saw this Houston Texans team with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. They're good. Very. They are. Mm-hmm. They're resilient. Yep. Know their dogs. Yeah. They have that they yeah. don't know what they don't know type thing. Mm-hmm. Two points at home. I'll take it. Give me the Texans. Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs, four and a half point spread. Everybody, I think, that has a microphone in front of them right now loves the under of 43 and a half with this being negative 20 plus degrees. AJ, you agree with that? That decision was made in the first hour. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Okay, so this is a team bet. This is. Yeah, group under. Group we got 25-mile-an-hour winds, right? Isn't it 25-mile-an-hour winds, probably? Well, it's negative 25 wind chill, which we assume would indicate that there is a lot of wind coming through. Kansas City's always windy, it feels yeah. like. So, yeah, it's going to be brisk. It's going to be cold. If both teams were to score 22 points, we would be very impressed, I think. Yes. Which is what it would have to get to 44. So I think we all like the under here, which take that however you want. Uh, Dolphins, Kansas City, four-and-a-half-point dogs are the Miami Dolphins traveling to the bitter cold Kansas City. 
Man, I just I, I'm taking Kansas City here. I just don't feel great. I understand that Miami's record in the cold and all of this. They're coming up like I, it's not even just that. I just think it's this is very tough conditions. They're coming up for Miami. Yeah, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing for the Kansas City players, but they've handled it before. We've seen old Patty Mahomes play in the cold, in the wind. Give me the Chiefs. Is Pacheco healthy? I think that makes a big difference for myself as well. I believe he is playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe he yeah. I love Pacheco. I love Let him. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. And they will. And then Clyde Edwards, a layer, will probably come in a little bit, beat him mm-hmm. up. The Miami Dolphins can run the ball, though, which is yeah. something that is forgotten in this convo about the high-speed track meet. Now, will they be able to get the, everybody buying in as much as Kansas City will have to? Coming from Miami, negative 20, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just a game changer. Nobody's going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go with the uh, Who you got? Chiefs. Yep. <laughs> Give me the Dolphins. Plus four and a half. Okay. Chiefs four win. Four and a half is a lot. Four and a half is a lot in this weather, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the win, this could easily come down to a two-point conversion. I think Chiefs win, and I love the Chiefs, but I think – Dolphins plus four and a half feels good. Public was heavy on the Browns, almost 80%, and then um, 56% on the Chiefs. Oh, wow. Look at me. Good split. I'm going against public. Okay. I'm a shop. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain do, it, do, 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 but do. I am a shop. Patty shops do 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 Patty shops do do Patty shops do do What do I know? Shit. Steelers, Bills, a lot of snow. Lot of win. Mm. Steelers getting 10 without TJ Watt taking on a smoking hot Buffalo Bills team. 10 points in a playoff game. When was the last time this happened in a playoff game? 10 point spread, especially in a in a terrible weather game as well. Uh I think we're gonna have Poyer on us here in a few minutes. Uh we were supposed to have him on like 10 minutes ago. I completely forgot about that. Friend of the program. Mm-hmm. We'll get his thoughts. Let's not pick this game yet mm-hmm. until okay. after we talk to Poyer. Can we do that? Absolutely. Yeah. That uh, feels like the right play. Seven seeds, as Lombo said, have since they've gone to the seventh seed have not won. And also double-digit faves have been good in the wild card round. Okay, I like that a lot. Let's figure out how Poyer's feeling whenever uh, we'll make that choice after we talk to him. Packers traveling to Dallas, seven-point spread. Cowboys favored by seven. Heavy implications, allegedly, for potentially both head coaches yeah. here, mm-hmm. even though we have no idea what's real and what isn't. AJ, who do you like? How do you like it? Man, seven points, it does feel like a lot. Cowboys are rolling, but give me the Packers here. I think the Packers, as Ty said, yeah, you could say they play with house money, all this stuff, but I feel like there is much more pressure on this Dallas Cowboys team. Cowboys could still win, but give me the Packers plus seven. Okay. I think the Packers could win this game, too. So, like, that's what I'm... I will roll with you there. Uh, Rams, Lions, three-point spread. Lions favored at home. Evan Fox already rolled out and laid out how he sees this game ending. And that's with the Lions getting a pick on Matthew Stafford Mm -hmm. as he's trying to drive down one last time Mm. in Detroit to get a massive win. We all know the storylines. Jared Goff kicked out of L.A. seemingly by Sean McVay and the Rams. Matthew Stafford goes over, delivers a Super Bowl. Now the Lions, the brand-new Lions, Lions are the hot team. Who do you like? How do you like it, AJ? Man, I tell you what, it's going to break Foxy's heart, but I like the Rams here on the road, plus three. Sorry, Foxy. But if the Lions do win, I'm not going to be upset. I'll be happy for them. Okay, give me the Detroit Football Lions. Let's go. Favored by three. We'll do the Monday Night Football pick on Monday. Mm -hmm. We have some breaking news out of the college football world. Kalen DeBoer, head coach of the Washington Huskies, formerly Sioux Falls as well, is now the head coach at the University of Alabama. Wow. Wow. Holy shit. 
shit. Congrats to DeBoer. He obviously built up a monster in Washington in just two short years. I know all their fans and the Seattle folks and the West Coast football people are not going to be happy with his big brain and leadership leaving Washington to head to Alabama. But now he has a system in place where he's going to be able to win a natty if he's able to do it. Now, obviously, Washington was able to get there this past year. But with Alabama, the SEC, recruiting, Mm. everything he's going to have at his disposal. With Nick Saban in the building as well, what a perfect hire. He's a vet. Even though he's kind of new to the big league, uh, big league conversations, I think this is perfect for all parties except for Washington. Mm-hmm. Congrats to Kalen, who I love a lot, and congrats to Bama getting a great one. Yeah, doesn't uh, DeBoer? You know him better than I do, but he seems obviously we know what his resume is as a coach and how good of a coach he is. But he seems to get it. Seems to be a good dude that kind of understands everything going on. He has like a he feels like he has like a young vibe about him and how he interacts with guys. So yeah. I think it's an awesome hire. Has coached in a lot of games. Yes. He has a lot of experience. Loves ball. Absolutely loves ball. And I love this move. Congrats to him. Congrats to Jimmy Sexton as well. The agent for Saban. Why? And DeBoer. Why? And Norvell. Why? And Sarkeesian. Why? Everybody's getting raises. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's getting raises. Congrats uh... to them all. All right, let's move back to the NFL. And we've left this man waiting for 15 minutes. Oh, jeez. That is 100% our fault. Sorry. I got caught up. Yeah. Talk got scared to live in daylights sure. out of mm-hmm. during a commercial break. And then we got excited to pick the games. Joining us now, all pro Poe from the Buffalo Bills, Jordan Porter. Yeah. Thank you guys always for having me on, man. It's good to see you guys again. You guys have been all over the media, man. And I absolutely, I'm here for it all. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well, we were thinking it. about canceling you too. Hey, suspending <laughs> you too. Don't you worry about yeah. that. I mean, that was, that was a thought. And obviously, uh, Never happened to anybody, ever. Anyways, uh, Jordan, massive weekend. You know, they're talking about what it's going to be like there. We had Jim Cantori on, the 37-year weatherman for the Weather Channel, talking about the snow and the wind. Has it already started? Have you guys talked about it? That's just Buffalo football right in the playoffs? Yeah, that's Buffalo football, man. It's uh, Snow started coming about last week pretty heavy. Uh, snow pretty good last night. This weekend is going to be a mix of snow, rain, sleet. Probably some hail in there, and right. it's just gonna be one of the, like, some wind, and, and it's gonna be fun, man. We're excited about the opportunity. You got Pittsburgh coming to town. It's uh, it's, it's, it's what we want. We're in the mix, man. A lot of people counted us out midway through the season, and and we fought our way back, and here we are. Go so, ahead, AJ. What do you guys see when you watch Mason Rudolph on film? I mean, that guy has been slinging it the last few weeks, especially when you watch him. Like, what's the what's the plan? Obviously, the weather is going to be a huge factor in this game. But how do you feel about your plan moving forward? Yeah, we feel good about the plan, man. Obviously, a really good football team. Uh, he's got some really good players around him that, that allow him to do some of the things he's been able to do. And, I mean, he's won some games. They're, they're 3-0 with him, even the last three games with him. So, um, just, you know, they got some really good backs. Obviously, really really good skill positions and pick-ins and Deontay. And uh, so, it, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be one of them smash-mouth, old-school-style football games, we feel like. You know, just a physical-style game, you know, wet weather and wind and, and uh, you know, it's, a, it's exciting times out here in Buffalo. Feels like you love those old school style football games. I've seen you more this year make a hit. Ah! Oh yeah! Right? Is this has that always been the move, or this year a little bit more? A little bit more. Ah! A little more that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like to. I like to think I play a little bit bigger than 198 pounds. So um, you know, I, I try to play like I'm 210 out there sometimes. And sometimes you just gotta lay it out there, man. Just f it. You know, go out there and just hit something. Your energy radiates through the screen. Tone Diggs has a question for you. Yeah, Jordan, simple question. <laughs> Are you ready for the noise? Oh. Absolutely. What? The noise? The noise to be brought in. Okay? <laughs> simple question. <laughs> yeah. Answer the question, dude. 
Absolutely. The noise, I'm ready for terrible towels in the stands. I'm ready for it all. You know, I'm ready. That's a nice helmet all you know right there. Thank you, George. I need a couple sizes smaller, though. Love. Oh, swing. I was just about to say I love you. I wish you all the best of luck. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Hey, the governor of your state said something um, about Steelers fans. Tell them to stay home, tune in. It's not going to end up good for you anyways. Mm -hmm. This Buffalo Bills story this year, vastly, yeah, awesome. I love She also opened up the booze, remember? Yeah, when they were in London. Yeah, for like 9 a.m. booze. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last call is 4 a.m. We'll open that thing up at 7 a.m. At least three hours. Everybody needs to not drink. I appreciate that. And I'm getting involved. This Buffalo Bills season, okay, for you guys. A lot different, I think, than the past couple of years. Obviously, how could anything replicate what you guys did last year? But the conversation has been, how have the Bills Mafia been with you guys? How, how has Bills Mafia kind of responded in this particular year? And what do you expect this weekend from them? I mean, every season is, has, is its own season, right? You know, you go through your own adversities, your own um, your own things. And, and, you know, us as a team, you know, there's like I said, there's been a lot of outside noise outside of this building. And shoot, even from... You could argue some of the people within the community, you know, count us out. And um, but you know, our true fans stuck with us all season long. They believed in us. We believed in ourselves. Um, and understanding it is a long season. We were six and six at one point. A lot of people counted us out, but we understood the type of football team we are, um, the culture that we've built here. And I mean, that's that's ultimately why we were able to come back in the mix uh, at the end of the season. You know, we stuck together, and um, it didn't matter what anything else outside of this building said. There was articles written about our coach trying to just really. You know, put a dagger in in the, in the in the team into him, and you know nobody blinked, and you know we stuck behind him, man, and um, you know really started that Jets game at the at, at home um, after that uh, after that article came out, and you know we just hit the ground running, beat some really good teams, and obviously got a really another really good football team coming in here this uh, this Sunday, so uh, we're gonna have to play extremely well to win, but it's just been. It's been. I'm proud of the guys, man. You obviously, job's not finished, but just being able to overcome what we've overcame over the year, man, it says a lot about this football team. Speaking of that article, I love hearing that. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Jordan. After that came out, you know, and even before that, people, uh, a lot of the media was kind of talking about almost like a fracturing in the locker room, and then we saw the video after the hit piece came out uh, of you guys getting the big win and McDermott obviously getting emotional in the locker room and Brandon Bean saying, you know, like, this is our fucking guy. We'll always go to war with him and everyone kind of coming together. Like, does it feel like you guys are tighter now than you have been at any point? I mean, obviously you went through a bunch of shit last year, but, like, does it feel like the locker room as a whole with everything you've dealt with and with the hit piece, like, is kind of more unified and together at this point right now than you have been in the last couple of years? You know, absolutely. But I think I think you could argue it's just like the culture that we've built. You know, guys like guys like Deion Dawkins right here and, you know, Micah Hyde and, and the Matt Milano's and the guys that have been here and established with it and Josh Allen, the guys that have been here and established what this culture is going to be like um, in 2017. And ultimately, like, that's what we leaned on when we were struggling. We leaned on each other. And, you know, there's a lot of trust within each other in the locker room. And we're all boys. Like, we're all – this is one of the closest teams that, that I've ever been on, you know, hanging out off the field, um, you know, just joking around inside the building, man. And, and, and that's that's ultimately when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, the fourth quarter. You want those guys that you trust. You want those guys that are your brothers um, that, that you trust and go out there and just play and then let the chips fall how they fall. But, you know, like I said, we've been really, been really fortunate to have the group of guys that we've had, the coaches that we've had in order to build – 
um, build what we've been able to build. And now ultimately the last thing we got to do is go get a ring. So we're in the mix right now and, and here we are. So why not? So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm happy to hear that your locker room still as tight as it has seemingly been over the last few years, because whenever things start going south, that's whenever you really test the relationships. Feels like you guys have only grown, grown stronger through all of this. That's beautiful. Go ahead, AJ. Jordan, how's your uh, was it? I believe the pan drum is it with the pan drum? Yeah. How's that career? How's that uh, career going? It's it's going really good. I actually had a company who found out that I played hand pans, and they actually sent me one here to my to my facility. So I got some of the guys in there interested about playing it, and I go in there and I'll, I'll play it after at the end of the day and just enjoy. It's it's, it's been fun, man. I've been I've been enjoying it. I'll send you guys a video one of these times. You'll have to put it up here. So we've we've seen one of the videos before. Yeah. You had no shoes on. Remember, you were sitting yeah. in front of a room. Or somebody standing next to you on the stage. What? What yeah. was that? A certain song you were playing? Do you remember? Hot, nah, it's, it's hot really just trance. Buns. <laughs> no, it's really, yeah, there it is. There it is. It's really just a trance. Um, you know, you kind of go into and like you get into a meditative state, and it really just you go how you flow. There are certain songs you play. I don't really know a whole lot of songs to per se, but it, um, the okay. instrument is it's a puzzle. You know, you just kind of play it how it goes. You understand where the notes are. And you just play it how you feel. And that's why I love about the instrument because there's really no wrong way to play it. So it's just a constant freestyle of banging on this yeah. thing? Yeah, absolutely. You got, there's a way to, to play. You ain't, you ain't just banging on it. There's definitely a way <laughs> to play it. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very fun instrument. I'll have to, I'll show you, I'll, show, I'll, I'll teach you one of these days. Did you play any other instruments before this particular hand pan situation? I tried to play the harmonica. Uh, uh, interesting enough, before, when I left Costa Rica after I did my 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 woods retreat that you guys call it, um, I came back and I tried to play the harmonica for about two months. It just wasn't fitting my style. And then I picked up the hand drum, and that was oh, yeah. more that was more the hand pan, and that was more my style to to enjoy. What are you talking about? Woods trip, Costa Rica. I didn't know there was woods in Costa Rica. Yeah. Oh uh, no! I, oh, yeah. I, I, I went and did ayahuasca in Costa Rica this last. Oh! Following A Rod's footsteps, man, really just a blessing that he was able to open so many, so many doors for me and open so many minds. Um, it was uh, so I followed his footsteps and, and went out there. It was truly remarkable. I want to let you know the woods trip is different from the jungle trip. Yes, there's, there's, there's different, <laughs> there's different you. trips. I got you. I thought we were on the same. My fault. No, My yeah, fault. the woods one. We just learned about this obviously the mm -hmm. last couple of days. I can't wait to see if you go and do this one. I think it revolves around no service, out in the middle of nowhere, yep. meditation. I think That's what we all need. You know what? That's what we all need. Amen. It would be nice to have that. You know, it would be nice to have that every once in a while. Maybe. Detach a little bit, you know, detach a little bit and get away from all the cell phones, all the noise outside and just go connect with yourself. That's what we all need. Let's let's have a moment of that right now. Yeah. <clears throat> get the pain drum. You're being I loud. I absolutely love it, yo. You're being an asshole. You're being loud. I love it. Shut up. Sorry, sorry. Jordan, was it better than you thought it was going to be? Yes. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Well, this isn't. Oh. As you guys are really going to be. You guys are ruining this entire You guys thing. can't tune them I'm kind of interested in this. Well, we can get to it then. After, how about the moment, of, the moment of Zen? Can we I not have a moment of Zen, please? There we go. Got it. I got you. Yeah. That was good, wasn't it? That was fair. Doesn't it feel good? Good. That was good. Great. That was like 10 seconds. Imagine you do 10 minutes a day. All right, so let's – well, there's no way. That's a lot. That's a lot of quiet time. I need it, certainly, but maybe someday. So did you go attic and basement there whenever – Yeah. Yeah. 
I went I went to a place called Resonance in uh in Jaco, Costa Rica. Residence in. Um a beautiful place with beautiful people. I went with my cousin Logan, him and I went last March to go sit with the medicine and uh, we're actually going again this March again in the same place. Bring my mom and bring my brother this time and uh, bring my cousin and a couple teammates. So uh it's going to be uh, we're excited about it. That's awesome. Uh, Cuz all me and AJ really know about it because we're children, okay? Is that obviously it's very enlightening. People after experiencing it military PTSD, people that are potentially searching for a different feeling of some sort about self or life, I think is everybody's talking about it. But then AJ and I read one time that you're puking and you're dumping same time. Yep. Is that is that uh, part of the whole thing? I mean, I would say part of it has to do with the, the diet that you go on beforehand and really the, the, the purging is what they call it. That's more of just releasing all the bad energy, um, all the bad toxins that oh. you have in your body. So really the diet the month prior really prepares you for that medicine. So I, I actually did not throw up or go to the number two at all. I did everything to a T. Okay. Um, the diet was right. I was really clean going into it. Okay. Um, so I really got to experience it without having to purge, but I do hear the purging part is just part of it, you know, and it's, uh, it's very, very fascinating stuff when you actually dive into it. That change. Yes, absolutely fascinating, especially yeah. with all the results that people have gotten. Um, yeah, I kind of changed it a little bit because I thought I was just going in the middle of the jungle and just, yeah, you know. Now it's, it turns out that's not the case. We should do that. No, it doesn't happen to everybody. It doesn't happen to everybody, no. You going in the woods before we get – what's from now until Sunday? What's playing? I guess you can't do much because of the weather, I assume. Yeah, I'll go home, do some meditation, get some uh, massage, get some uh, – play some crystal bowls. I'm about to go play some crystal bowls for the guys right now, some sound bowls. And if you guys ever – sound bowls, meditation, you sit and you play uh, – there's 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 little crystal balls. Oh, yeah. I'm putting you guys I'm putting you guys on some stuff now. You guys got to pay attention. See, we got a it's a lot of a lot in the world that we don't know about. I think this is the right. You're doing this thing yeah. with the cup? Yes, with with the bowl, the bowl. Big large bowls. There you go. See, you got ready. Where do you do that in the facility? They set your we have room up in there. We have, meditation. we have a meditation room in our facility. That's awesome. Wow. That is fantastic. That is yeah. uh I assume relatively new. Uh be honest, this, this year, Dr. Dez, I think she she fixed that meditation room up. We got a nice little waterfall in there with some fake trees, but, you know, they're real trees to us. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's actually wow. really cool. You just said they were fake, so they're not yeah. real. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's just how you look at it. The mindset. It's all the mindset, which is all we're worried about. How is the mindset at this stage of the year going into this weekend? Great, man. I'm, I'm in a great place. We're in a great place. This is, uh, this is what you play for. You know, you play for these moments. Um, you play for opportunities like this, come on and chit-chat with y'all and, and then ultimately go out there and play a game that you grew up loving uh, for, for, for your whole life in, in a playoff game. You know, this is what you play for. You can come on and talk to us, whatever, yeah. even when oh, yeah. you lose. So. Mm -hmm. You can lose That's your way into talking to us. Don't worry. You know what I mean? Uh, Con Man has a question for you, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, although I am a Patriots fan, I do hope that the you know Super Bowl champion comes out of the AFC East. So just a word to the wise here. This isn't a question. This is just advice <laughs> that you should think about. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I believe it was around week 10. They did something that is basically an NFL curse self-imposed. They picked up the terrible towel, and they disrespected it, and then they obviously ended up finishing the season, I think, 3-6 and six after doing that. So if you do, when you do, win this weekend – you got to tell the team, hey, if you see something yellow and if it's a terrible towel, Leave don't even look don't at it. Don't pick it up. Yes. Don't even look at it, huh? Seriously. Yeah, no. My dad grew up a Steelers fan. I'm pretty sure he still is a Steelers fan. He's coming to the game this weekend, so I don't know who he's here for. But uh, that's one thing he told me. Don't ever pick up one of those Steelers flags with toilets, son. It's a curse. Don't ever do it. Okay. So. 
Hey, hey, your dad's probably going to be wearing, so my dad, diehard Steelers fan as well. So Colts wanted to play the Steelers, and I was like, I'm excited to see how my dad handled this. He wore all black Colts shirt. Mm-hmm. Even the lettering was blacked out. Smart. Like, just like he's, you know, like, ah, Colts. It's Colts yeah. shirt, but uh, long before the Colts. I assume he's wearing something similar to that. Probably. Make sure the boys, though, do pick up those Bildos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. It's good yeah. luck. Frozen frozen Bildo game. You guys are winning. Those fans, those fans bring, the, bring the Bildos out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. We want to be a part of that. We've had a long enough week. No, that was oh, him. Sorry, that was sorry. him. That was him. Right. That was, right. this was him. Yeah. Don't, don't cancel me. Don't cancel me now. You so, know what? You're suspended. Yeah. Can't yeah. <laughs> suspended from the show. We'll let you know forever. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, man. We can't wait to talk to you. Maybe hey, next week we get a chance to talk to you. Let's do it. Nice. Let's do it. We'll dive, we'll dive deeper into some meditation and some hand pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo! I got something for you. Let's just stay there. Yeah. Let's That's just stay right. there. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that. And if you venture somewhere else, just know that when you get off the show and you go to your meditation room in the building and everything like that. Yep. My shins normally just being, what? What? And I will take it for you. You know, if, that, if, if that's what you would like, that's just just something to think about. Ladies and gentlemen, all propos of the Buffalo Bills, Jordan Poyer. Thank you. Yeah, all right, so let's put that game. We got to pick the Bills, right? We yep. Got, hey, thank you, Jordan. We love you, man. Dog. Big fan of his. I love him. Yeah, he's, he's the best. best. He sat and waited for 10 minutes. I feel terrible. Nice guy. Uh, give me that. I don't know those guys waiting for him in the meditation room, too. Well, because he's about to go play some of the. Hand pen. Hand pen. He plays oh, every like oh, unique, yeah, right. he play every unique instrument there is. I mean, I could play this one, I think. I yeah. 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 See, I'm some. picking the bill. Bill's minus ten, obviously. Yep, yeah. me too after that. Okay. TJ Watt's not playing, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of it. There are people What's your guys' that? record without TJ Watt? Not good. I think one eleven. Yeah, it's one eleven. Yeah, but I don't know. Did Jordan say if he was ready for the noise to be brought in? Yeah, that's true. I believe that's a Sean Williams Scott line. Against the Rock in um, the Rundown. The Rundown. Great movie. They went out in the jungle, right? And the yeah. Rock was ready for the noise, and they took hallucinogenics. Well, it's not on, on purpose. purpose. I think. Um, oh, I like the Steelers. Maybe ten points. That's a lot with that weather in the wow. snow. So this is a bit of a math game uh, in the gambling world. When the total is thirty-five, and you have a dog of ten. It's really hard to cover cover a ten point game when the total is expected to be thirty five. And if the, that makes sense, the Steelers run like their run game has been unbelievable. No TJ Watt though. No TJ Watt, but Minka is playing allegedly. Mm-hmm. Everyone huge... everyone is in but TJ. All right, give me the Steelers plus ten. Even though I think Bills win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pete Thamel's on TV over there. That's fantastic. There's a country musician that made his picks last night on the internet. Let's see what he went with. I don't know if you've seen this, AJ. Listen to Breland just break it down here last night. I got the Texans over Browns. Flacco made a comeback, but he'll come back to the ground. AFC them got a little different in the South. What the hell is this? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Listen. I thought it was going to be Jelly Roll or something. Breland. Breland. Five degrees. Just like you, AJ. Kurt. Yes. Ooh. Prime time. Hell yeah. Here we go. Right here's supposed to say hell no. Yeah. 
Especially being a Birds fan. That was good, actually. You were hating early. You didn't think it was going to be good. Just like I came I around. Thought. I came around, yeah. At first, I'm thinking, what is this? And then I say, oh, this guy's talented. He's good. He's really, this actually very entertaining. Mm -hmm. Same exact. I, yeah. I couldn't be more exact how I responded. Showed up in my, uh, I follow him. He and I met each other on a flight before. Oh. So, like, I got to learn about him and everything. Cool guy. And usually, his lyrics to his song, he's got a... Mm -hmm. He's got a great pen. Mm -hmm. Now, he's a country musician, but he does a lot of rap and pop, so I don't know if the country people are necessarily as pumped that he's considered a country, but he can sing his fucking ass off. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. very, very talented. So he and I have followed each other, so that showed up in my DMs. I was scared to watch it. I'm like, oh, sure. no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh -oh. So uncomfortable. I might have to unfollow this guy. Yeah. We had one plane, one plane ride together. I don't need this showing up in my life. No. Then I watch it. I'm like, pretty clever. Yeah, he's good. Pretty good. You got a Pacheco, TJ watching. Oh, good. Think it's a close call up there in Detroit? Spot on. God. Foxy, what's the final score of that Detroit Lions Los Angeles Rams game? I'll actually go with him 28 24. I think it comes right down to the end, just like we all visualized, and the Lions win it at the end. I'm very, very, very excited. This is only the fourth playoff game I'll ever witness as a Detroit Lions fan. And Matthew Stafford's there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's like a little nostalgia, but a little mm -hmm. bit of the future. Full yep. circle. There's yeah. the picture of the same old Lions, and then here's the brand new Lions. I can't imagine a more meaningful win than them to beat Stafford here. It, like, this is amazing. More oh. devastating loss. Either. It would be pretty devastating. Clap I, yeah, yeah I, I don't view it that way, to be honest. Like I just oh. said, we've only seen four playoff games. We won the division. We had a great season. Like, this is what you play for. This is why when oh. I'm a fan of a team yeah. that sucks AJ, year, you. After oh, year after standards. year after year after year. Year. Thank you. We are literally the worst franchise in all of sports. So, like, this is awesome. I'm just, I'm very pumped up. Yeah, you won the NFC North. Yeah, you already got a banner. Yep. Everything else is Who house cares? money. <laughs> Who cares about winning the division? Thank you. What are you talking about? It's Detroit Football Lions. Bingo. Bro. I know, but we've already raised the standard, Foxy. Don't lower the standard. Dan Campbell, raise the standard. You're bringing it back down. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm not. I want to win, obviously. I'm just saying it's not going to be like that devastating. We got next year if we if we lose. It is what it is. Uh, That's what the Eagles year. said. That's what the Eagles <laughs> said last year. Oh, they're in it still. Yeah. Yes, they are in a much different way. They are in it. Jalen Hurts. I heard uh, Deshaun Jackson say he don't think a finger is going to keep no, him. Why would it? Size. No. Now, granted, he's quarterback. Has he used his yet? Has he thrown a football yet? Not that this is, week. That is certainly that a question. Stinks. That does stink. We'll talk about that on Monday. Hell yeah. All right, let's enjoy Super Wild Card. Hell yeah, weekend. let's go. We thank you all so much for a hell of a week. Hell of a week. Truly. I've aged 10 to 15 years this week. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've been on more calls than I think ever, and I would like to reiterate the fact that all of us are pumped uh -huh. that we are aligned with ESPN. Absolutely. And the people that really matter in this whole thing mm -hmm. are very appreciative that we are with ESPN. So this week was certainly a aha uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, with a lot of people from the outside saying a lot of things. And, you know, how something has been for a long time doesn't mean that's how it has to be, especially whenever there's new leadership, you know, at the top of a place. So there's been a lot of things that could have potentially ruined this and railroaded this and, you know, did that and self. Hey, listen, we know we're a part of it.
But a lot of people wanted to see that from their side. Mm-hmm. A lot of our people wanted to do I told you so's. For sure. And I think what I've been told, hey, we move on. Yep. And it's like, yep. hell yeah. Nice. I actually was told a story about, you know, uh, a bone breaking. And then that bone callousing and recovering and then becoming stronger than any other bone in the body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but if it wasn't for the callousing and the scars and everything that happens, it wouldn't build up strength. Every relationship is built on potential moments of adversity where can you get through it or do you call it quits? I think both sides here have continued to say, we move forward. Hell yeah. And I'm very thankful for that. And I'm pumped for that. And I think the future with this partnership is only going to get bigger, better, and more awesome, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. It's just beginning. Yep. Yeah, a lot of people giving it a couple more months, though. That's what a lot, I saw a lot of projections. <laughs> we'll see. On the internet. Yeah. We'll I feel see. like we've all done exactly what we said we were going to do. Bingo. Now, we've added certainly a few. Sure. Mix it up. Breaking balls. Mm-hmm. There's, hey. there's a couple breaking balls. Guess what? That's going to happen. You know what? And you just got to foul it off and then be sitting dead red for when that fastball comes. We had both political parties hate us this week. Yep. <laughs> and we had both political parties love us this week. It was a good, that was a good reminder. <clears throat> that none of them matter. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you all, though. Mm-hmm. I did learn a lot about media this week. About how, like, well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh! Whoa! Boom, bang, boom, boom, boom. Now it's the story and the narrative. It's like none of that, none of that was true ever. Well, that's what you said. No, it's how you took. That's how you took. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Aaron's suspension thing is so stupid. That's annoyed the hell out of me. Like people would say to me, but what are you talking about? I'm like, okay. Yeah, never. I can't even like. Yeah, exactly. That's what you said. Try to say no, no I said Aaron Rodgers Tuesday season four is over. Yeah. You know, and we he won't be here for the rest of the season because his off season has started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. life. You know, this is how this is literally gone. Well, that's not. You're not. That's not. That's not what you said. That's though. Not what you, it's like that's how you. That's how you well, read. Yeah. Hear, what, hear what you want to hear. Correct. Kind of. Yeah, and I'll say what you need to say. Say what you need to say. Let's have a fun weekend, man. Let's enjoy the hell out of football. Let's enjoy the hell out of this life. And we're thankful that we are able to do this for a living. And hopefully, we'll be able to do this at least for another week. Absolutely. That's all you can do. One week at a time. One day at a time. There was a lot of thoughts, though. (laughs) There was a couple different moments this week where it was like, you know what? Is this what I want to do in my life? (laughs) Is this what I retired from kicking balls to do? Be in the middle of every every fucking war that is currently taking place. And then you think to all the goodness that has come from this particular profession, like watching you boys all grow into the men that you are. And then you think about our, our people that supported us and have supported us since before COVID, through COVID right. to now. And it's like, hey, we built up a pretty cool little thing here. Just a couple shots to the shins and to the, to the gut sack. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to take that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to come with the venture, going to come with the territory. Mm-hmm. I also believe our show was potentially introduced to too many people too quickly. Could have been. That with, with that'll, be a hindsight, that'll be a hindsight looking back documentary book kind of takeaway probably. A lot of people introduced to the doofuses that talk about sports, you know, on a, quickly in a, in a time. And we all know throughout my entire being, you drop me in front of humans, certain groups of humans, it's going to take a little bit for them to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Mm-hmm. I hate this guy. 
the, oh, this is every day, this fucking guy. And that's, we're working through that. Yep. We're working through that. We are working through that literally as we go. So we thank everybody. Thank you for the love and support this week. We saw a lot of that. Thank you for following along. And thank you to sports for being fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, Kalen DeBoer's now at Alabama. Uh Saban's retired. This week in sports has been phenomenal. The national championship happened on Monday. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Next week's going to only get better. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. I hope everybody wins every single bet. You're the greatest humans of all time for allowing us to do this every day. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. That's real. Goodbye. See you Monday.